Now, the making of a good compilation tape is a very subtle art, many do's and don'ts. First of all, you're using someone else's poetry to express how you feel. This is a delicate thing. So for this one, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. When is this gonna stop? McIver. Oh, yeah. We are here for another round of so called Deep Cuts uh, tournament here with the because reigning champion, Bill McFarlane. Oh, yeah. Will you ready to put your title on the line? I'm ready. Let's do it. Power Wolves all the way, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bill, as yeah. the reigning champion, you the pre match interview. Do you have anything you'd like to say to the challengers? Uh, I don't think there's much use of even saying anything to you guys looking at that selection you gave us. It's, uh, you know, just, just give it to me now. Let's just cut this down. Let's do it. Are you going to take me while I whip this out? (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like there's some strong contenders this time, but I don't know. I I honestly did not expect to win last time. So I wouldn't be surprised if I do it again. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't expect you to win last time either. So I know. I don't <laughs> ever expect a McFarland to win. <laughs> but I did. <laughs> like, he sent us that text, like, halfway through the week. Like, you guys are ready to vote for Power Wolf as a joke? And then they made it to the semifinals of a 32 yeah. yep. tournament. <laughs> I mean, the way I see it is being born and bred in Ohio, I've won already. So, I mean, this oh, is, gosh. you know, you know, you guys can have this if you need it. But I mean, okay, this I'm... is the worst year ever, right? So, might as well let Bill win. <laughs> All right. Um, The only rule that we kind of threw into this week is no repeats from the first tournament. No repeat bans. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, we kind of bent the rules on that for one of them. We'll get to that later. But um, our first matchup here is Ben Folds, not Ben Folds 5. With Fred Jones Part 2, and that is a Joe song. Man's here to take him downstairs. And I'm sorry, Mr. Jones. It's time. Versus Alien Weaponry with. Kai Tengata, is that how you say it, Bill? That's how that's how I would have said it, yeah. Alright. Alright. 
So, Joe, you want to get us started? Yeah, so this, um, I kind of wrestled with putting this on the first weeks because if you're a Ben Folds fan, this is this gets into the whole what's a deep cut. If you're a Ben Folds fan, you probably know the song, but it was, I looked it up, it was never on the radio. So, totally debatable, but um, the reason it was the first one I thought of last time too is it's pretty much my favorite song of all time. I mean, I... Josh and I are kind of probably Wait, hyperbole. Like twice last week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, so. um, Didn't you say Girl in the War was your favorite song? Yeah, Girl in the War is my favorite song, but this is like pretty much neck and neck. Um, <coughs> the, to me, the imagery and the storytelling that Ben Folds can do both with the words and also with the music is just unparalleled and um, I talked last time about how some songs get better the older you get, and his are really, really, really good for that. Because um, I guess that's the more you listen to him, the more you realize that like time and um, our kind of stroll through time <laughs> is like a major theme of his. Um, so yeah, that's that's why I chose this song, and it's awesome. All right, so so I came across um, this was most of anything new that I come across. Either my little brother shares with me because he's younger and hipper than myself, or it just comes up randomly through like a YouTube playlist. <clears throat> most of the time, when I'm either writing lesson plans at home or getting stuff ready at school, so this this came up and. Um, you know, I didn't, I wasn't watching the video, but when it started playing, I was really taken aback by it because I wasn't expecting this at all. Um, so, out of all my songs, this is the one that I researched the most just because it's so different. Um, they're speaking uh, the, uh, I'm going to mess up the pronunciation, but like they're speaking the like traditional Maori language of New Zealand, which is super cool. And then I don't know if you guys watched the music video or not, or, uh, you know, got into it that way. But it kind of sent me down this rabbit hole of learning a portion of history that I never knew about. Um, and this is where the band gets its name, Alien Weaponry, um, and then the whole premise of the song. So what happened was back in the mid to late 1800s, the colonization of New Zealand was kind of in full swing with um, people coming from Australia uh, and colonizing or tr attempting to colonize New Zealand. And the, the shortened version of this history was that one of the war chiefs of the island um, started building a relationship with the missionaries. And the missionaries were always kind of like hesitant to trade any sort of like guns at all with the tribes. But this guy left New Zealand for like three years and went to Australia. And when he came back, he had he came back with over like 300 muskets and what happened was, and that set off this, this chain of events that essentially destroyed that way of life in New Zealand and allowed them to be colonized faster because the, the whole traditional fighting was the one-on-one, -on -one, and that changed when they could just shoot people at a distance. So he was able, and they, the, I was reading more about it, you know, the history part of it, and they said that him and his warriors going through with those muskets 
were responsible for more deaths of the villagers and the other tribes and everything than the war that followed it. And they, they said, I mean, there's real, no real number, but like the closest they have is like, you know, over 3000 people. And then that was before this war happened that they call the musket wars. Um, and then it's just, it, I don't know. I don't want to ramble too much on it. Cause I said that I wouldn't. And then it ter- went on to this thing and I was just thinking about how, like terrible the whole idea of colonization is and how there's portions of history that just suck and no one knows about them. But there was this British general, I don't know, he wasn't a general, but I'm going to say that he was, who was fascinated by the facial tattooing of the people of New Zealand. So as a way of like, you know, he wanted to have a collection. So he paid other Morai warriors for the severed heads of their enemies. And he had a collection of severed heads that he preserved and took to England because he wanted to show people the facial tattoos. And there's a, there's a photograph. I mean, so you hear about this crap and you're like, this is happening in the day and age of photography. So really not that long ago, if you think about it. And there's a picture of him sitting in front of a, of a wall of like, over a dozen mounted human heads that he's displaying like they're freaking animal heads. Right. And I'm like, man, freaking people are assholes. I can't f- understand this at all. But yeah, so that's, that's the song and that's the rabbit hole it sent me down. Um, and anyways, a lot of their music is like, uh, it reminds me a lot of Rage Against the Machine and like Sepultura. if you guys rocked yep. out to them back in the 90s, where they were talking about like the indigenous people of Brazil and how they're being treated but from the New Zealand perspective, and I thought that was super cool. So this band. So you're a fan of this band, then? Uh, I, I, you know, I'm not going to like say like I know all their songs and all their, but this song got me interested in them, and then that led me to watching more videos of theirs. And there's like, you know, there's a video that they I can't remember the name of the song now, but it starts out with an audio clip, and it's a a talk you know, talk radio type thing. And apparently it's the New Zealand version of a conservative American asshole that we have. And he was trying to take on the point of view that yeah. colon, that colonization was good for the indigenous people of New Zealand. Oh, for yeah. It, it, okay. Because, because at the time when, you know, in the 1800s, these people were still technically living in a stone age because they had no metal tools or weapons. And he was saying that colonization of, you know, I can't really say Europeans, but Australians was good for them because it brought them out of the Stone Age. So it was just a short clip. But I'm like, okay, is this a real clip? Is this a real authenticated asshole or is this a fictional asshole that represents numerous assholes of the New Zealand, you know, you know, that 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 part of their whatever. But, um, yeah, it was a real thing. And I like and I started reading about that and it was like. So, yeah, it was kind of cool how they sent down, like, you know, different rabbit holes. And that's it. Nice. All right. Okay. I'm assuming you guys are shot. Are you guys each voting for yourselves, I guess? Yes. Yes. Although it really pains me because I really did like the Fred Jones song. And I want to talk about this more, like I said, when it comes to one of my other songs, because I... I, I just made it up in my head that Fred Jones was versus Graveyard Train, and I had a cool idea, but then I saw that it wasn't. I was like, well, there's some pretty diametrically opposite songs that are combined with each other, this being one of them. So, 
Yeah. So as this is Josh, I'm going to vote for that <laughs> Red Jones song because I am a big fan of it. So <clears throat> to me, it's like one of the one of the best, just like your entire life. Nobody paid attention and gave a crap and what was all four kind of songs. And <laughs> it's pretty great. So, yeah. <clears throat> all right. So I'll go next. Um, I've liked Ben Folds for a long time, and I wanted to give a quick shout out to my friend Gary, who was in a mixed CD group with a couple of us. And oh, nice! Uh, a few years back, yeah, he gave me an gave me an even deeper appreciation of Ben Folds, more than just the three albums I knew. So I don't want to sit here and just talk about how great Ben Folds is and how much of what he does is fantastic. So I'm not gonna because this song freaking sucked, and I am <laughs> like an alien wonder. James, what is wrong with you? You're an English major. This, this yeah, I'm an English major, and this reminded me of like a college guy with a guitar trying to get laid. Like, oh, that's saying, weird, that was a piano. Have you ever thought about? <laughs> yeah, sorry, with the piano. Saying, have you ever thought about how sad everything is? And then some willowy girl with a sweater that shows her navel softly whispers, "Yeah." And then they start making out whatever stupid music is playing in the background. How long so, did it take you to write that, James? Hey, James, oh, can can you do minutes. that voice again for me, but slower? <laughs> it also, I should say, it has the guy from. The guy from Cake comes in and harmonizes with him, and it's pretty awesome. Ooh, that, that's good. <laughs> I like it. If that this cool. song loses in the first round, I'm hanging up. <laughs> <laughs> this this happened last time. <laughs> Hillbilly Explosion <laughs> beat out whatever weird song you had. <laughs> so I, I love it. Folds. I just didn't like this. I don't like this song. I am very curious, just to, for everybody. Other than Josh, had anybody heard this song before? Yes. I had not. Yeah, I have, I have this album. Okay. I was just yep. curious. So, yeah. I I don't know if I love or hate being the tiebreaker, but it's happened multiple times. And <laughs> yeah. It's, ah, it's starting to get drunk on my own power. It's kind of great. So, the, the only time recently that I've been able to listen to our playlist for this podcast has been when I've been running and nice. I've been doing that like every other day. I will say 90 to 95% of the songs in this podcast are terrible running songs. <laughs> I can see, I can see, that. I, can see that. I mean, like some of them made me want to throw myself in front of a car as I was running. So that's yeah. what they are. So I love the songs <laughs> this week too, but I can't imagine yes. running too. <laughs> oh my gosh! So I was listening to, and I was listening to everything in order. Um, two, three songs in onto my one of my recent runs, I was like, oh my gosh, I just I don't have it in me. I've got like this last stretch here, and it's like I'm I'm you know I'm gonna start walking. I'm gonna start walking, and then Alien Weaponry kicks in. Oh like, yeah! Oh no! Nope. Yep, speeding it up. up. Uphill? I don't care. Fuck it. Let's run uphill. Great. Let's go. So, Alien Weaponry rescued my run the other day, so I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. Ben Folds is, and I keep saying that I'm going to do this, but I haven't done it yet, I would say is definitely in my top ten favorite artists of all time. He could potentially sneak into the top five. Now we're talking. But it's... I, he'd, he'd be borderline. I have to sit down and make that list. That being said, 
my familiarity with this song makes me go with Alien Weaponry. No. Oh. <laughs> 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 the point is not have you heard this song before it, yeah it's, it's just since i've heard the song before it didn't really really speak anything new to me it was just like oh i like this alien song. is fresher uh, yeah uh, alien i'm gonna use that exact same reason later on <laughs> yeah it, it was fresher it actually oh, you know had what? an emotional reaction in me it actually had a energetic reaction in me um and then when I actually was able to sit down and watch the video, I was like, oh, hey, it's uh, dudes doing a I, like I didn't see the beginning of the video until just now. So it's like, oh, it's dudes doing a what's it called? A, a hike. Yeah, you'll, you'll know this better than me. But the the dance that they're doing, I can't remember. Is this best songs or best videos? Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> Pretty sure, like, none of mine had videos. <laughs> One thing Ooh. I'll say, and then I'll concede. Nick, I did have a song of yours that I absolutely adore, and I put it through even though I was familiar with it. So <laughs> so what you're saying is it's you're a better man than me. It's called a haka. So good luck sleep haka. tonight. <laughs> haka. He probably so hated whatever the other song was. And, and smooth over your feelings. It's it's, cool. I'll just take this knife from my back and yeah, exactly. clean it off. Shove it right up your asshole. <laughs> you uh, know, this, this is how it started last time when I just ran the board. Just <laughs> ran it. <laughs> I, yeah, just, I, I will I say just I love doing this. Go ahead, Nick. Well, I was gonna say I do love the Ben Fold song. I it's a great song, but it's one since I've heard it so much before, it just kind of I don't even really pay attention to it. It's just it kind of washes over me. It's like oh that was fun. Moving on. The wait wait Nick, 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 song hold on. Stuck. Mm-hmm. You say, you're saying that it's a great song. I love Joe too. You don't hear me lying to him. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I am really baffled. Like. This song and it's this it's is cool. the first matchup. No, I know Josh, but I'm just saying we should time. actually retitle these podcasts. Josh and Joe utter what the hell is going on. <laughs> <laughs> Subtitle: Bill takes a dump all over. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I mean I want to chime in on the Fred Jones song. I you know. Ben Folds, I like him, but it's not like I've I've heard a lot of his songs. And James, I think when you were talking about the CD exchange, there was that one CD in particular I remember, and it's probably from the guy you were talking about that like gave extensive yep, liner notes about each song, and that yeah. was good because it's like I never really heard, listened to it. I was really bummed when this matchup first came up because it's like I really liked this song, Fred Jones, but then I just really like Alien Weaponry as well because <laughs> you know. So, I don't know. All right. The second matchup is Manu Chow with Me Gusta Ta. Who? Sorry. Which was Jeff. Me Gusta. Me Gusta la mar, me gustas tú. ¿Qué voy a hacer? Je ne sais pas. ¿Qué voy a hacer? Je ne sais plus. ¿Qué voy a hacer? Je suis perdu. Me gusta volver, me gustas tú, me gusta marihuana.
versus Justin McRoberts. Sorry, it's loading. They don't mean what they, they don't mean what they used to, which was James. She's uh, watching what we do in the shadows, and um, oh, I, I wish I was doing that instead. This <laughs> song, I know I asked her about this song. She said that she heard it on NPR, like I think before we were dating, so forever ago. And I looked him up. It's a French musician of Spanish descent, uh, singing in both French and Spanish. Um, I don't know. I thought it was catchy. Um, the chorus is in French, so it kind of goes back and forth. Um, so yeah, that's May. May Gustas too. James. Okay, they don't mean what they used to. Uh, this is part of a this really what I thought was a clever thing this dude did, Justin McRoberts. So he wrote a book. He's a musician. He wrote a book that was essentially like thirty, like thirty-one letters to different people in his life. <coughs> these sort of kind of deep profound letters about struggles they were going through or times they were in and then he put out three EPs in one CD that were all like 31 different songs I might have the number wrong but it's essentially each letter has a song that goes along with it so all the letters are in a book called CMYK and the EPs of the CD are called CMYK and then they had some art that went along with it too. Um, so that was really cool. So this song is um, pretty depressing, obviously. It's about some dude who lost a kid. And uh, in real life, the guy who lost a kid is a pastor. And so he's just sort of wrestling with his faith and saying like, I'm going through the motions because I'm supposed to, but none of this means what it meant before that. Um, there's this one line her absence is so much stronger than your presence. That kills me. Um, and one of the things I thought of, I know, um, Joe, you're a Chuck Klosterman fan, right? Sometimes. Sometimes, okay. I, I am. <clears throat> All right, cool. Okay, so he was writing this article about Billy Joel and talking about this song he likes a lot called And So It Goes. Mm. And in describing <laughs> it, he said some songs try to be clever lonely or some songs try to be interesting lonely. But And So It Goes is just lonely lonely. And that's what this song reminds me of. It's not like this fascinating exercise that doesn't have tons of wordplay in it. It's just this really sad lonely song that Again, I listened to a lot for a while. Um, really love it. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, the other thing, I want to bring this up. Josh, Jess's song here. Yeah, I I texted Josh and I said, "This is a troll, right?" Because I thought she was just <laughs> messing with us. By picking it is song. Jess, after all. Right. Yeah. Like my head went back to okay, that mixed CD she made of what's new, Pussycat five times in oh a row. Oh my gosh! Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so I was pretty sure it was, but Josh assured me she actually does like this song, and, and it's not a bad song. I just thought she was messing with us with it. Yeah, the it way is, 
It's funny you should say that, James, because I thought the exact same thing. I'm like, there's no way. And I and I hate to say it like I don't want to be like, oh, this song sucks. No one could ever like it. But I just had the initial That's thought of like yard train. May, hey, and I'm like, man, maybe maybe this is like uh, I wasn't thinking at the time, but you said it perfectly like a troll song. But uh yeah. So the way that I thought about it was because at first I was like, wait, I don't understand other languages, but really I don't understand almost every heavy metal song. You know, I don't understand what they're so like, yeah, screaming or whatever. So yeah, it's just like whatever you like the sound of. I mean, I yeah. think it was Nick was talking about leaning more towards music and as opposed to the lyrics. So to me, it just kind of like that. Like I know she loves that if anybody's familiar with the life aquatic soundtrack it's sue george the guy that does like portuguese covers of david bowie songs and oh, so cool. it, it makes sense it's in her wheelhouse as far as that stuff goes so yeah um yeah it's it's a fun song i mean it's definitely um opposite <laughs> of james's pick so um it's kind of interesting that uh you know without any like conversation around it that out of all the songs, that three of them are in another language. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I almost put a Spanish song in there. What's <laughs> weird is I thought everybody would just make fun of me like this song. <laughs> but I should have just done it. I, Next time. I did some research on this. And because the two translates to I like you or literally you are pleasing to me in Spanish. Yeah, I meant to say that. Yes, and also, um, this is supposed to be Deep Cuts. Well, this song was the biggest freaking hit that he had on his second album. So what's that about? <laughs> oh, we're going to get to that. <laughs> we're going to get to that. Um, I, so I'll, I'll chime in here. I liked, I liked both of these songs. I mean, they didn't like... And, and James, hearing the explanation of, of that song helps me appreciate it more so of yours. Um, and I, aside from the initial um, response of like, wait, is this, and I, I don't know, I have no good reason like to think like, is this a real song that she liked? Or is this like, you know, and I was kind of happy that she switched out the other songs because from the, from the music video, I was like, oh, cool. There are skulls in this one. And I listened to it. I'm like, oh, this song sucks. But so I was happy that she, <laughs> She threw in the frames there, but um, I don't know. I just, and I can't remember who said it last time about like songs that have a repetitive hook to it and it gets, it's overdone. I feel like that yeah. was the case that, that turns me against um, uh, Me Gusta too. Like, I feel like it was just too, it didn't sound terrible, but it just kind of was a little too repetitive for my liking. So I got to go with James's. So I will go next so that I'm not a tiebreaker this time. Um, as, as was mentioned before, I don't listen to the words and that's not by choice. It just happens that way. So the fact that this is in a foreign language, um, and doesn't really affect me at all. Um, I also thought that Jesse was playing a prank on us at first. Um, and then with, with James's song, um, the Justin McRoberts song, 
I was not surprised that that was a song that James chose at all. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it sounds like a very, like, James, you have very specific, like, you're, we talked about this last time, so I won't get into it um, too much, but the 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 new wave songs, the '90s alternative songs, the 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 female vocal songs, songs, yes, yeah, it, very emotive. This, if, if you had changed this dude's gender, I would have been like, yes, this is the perfect James Prophet song. <laughs> and I had mentioned before there was a song that made me want to jump out in front of a car while I was running. It was Justin McRoberts. So no, I am, so I am going sorry. with Manu Chow. <laughs> Joseph? All right. Does that mean it's a tie? It does. I don't know, Josh. What are you voting for? Um, I'm voting I, for Justin. I'm voting for Justice Pick. Um, I oh, did. All the time. I did. I meant to say, hold on. I, <laughs> I did like James. Um, I don't know if you knew this, but that guy sang background vocals on Brave Saint Saturn's album and Roper's album. What? Yeah. So yeah. So Bill, I don't know if you remember this or not, but one of the Five Iron concerts that we went to, he was one of the he was one of the opening acts. No, I don't remember that. That's cool. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It was the ro- one Racing at the roller Saturday. skate rink. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Very cool. So, Joseph. So, um, I- I'll just be blunt so we can move on. I, I hated no, uh, what was it? May Gustas 2. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm absolutely in love with foreign languages, and so it's nothing to do with that. I just, like, um, I think Bill said, like, it's just so freaking repetitive and obnoxious. So was it really, honestly? I mean, the Justin McRoberts song was okay if, like, if I was in college and, like, learning how to play the guitar and trying to woo some uh, willowy girl. I deserve that. Um, <laughs> you're what said about that. <laughs> you, know how you, you know how you try to woo a girl with a song about losing a yeah. kid? Like, what the hell, yeah. Bill? I mean, Brick is known as, like, a sweet song, and it's about an abortion. Um, Really, just for lesser of two evils, I had to pick the the Justin McRoberts song. All right, congrats, James. You're the lesser of two evils. (laughs) I was so embarrassed with, like, a song that three-fifths of us thought was a troll job beat the song that makes me. (laughs) We will just say, James, Dead Man Walking. Yeah. That hurt, that hurt. All right, next one. Okay, Uh, the next one is Mailing and the Sons of Disaster with Step Up, which is a Nick song. Eskimo, and I admit I am scared, which is a Joseph song that I showed him first. Loneliness and everything I think should be buried in 
kept inside my Nick. head. <laughs> okay. So this one I threw in there. I, I will admit this was a bit of a troll job, but I do love Maylene and the Sons of Disaster. I fully expect it to not make it very far though. If it does, I'll be astounded. Um this is a I mean Anybody that watched the video can tell it's a southern metal band. Um, they are heavily influenced by Pantera. Um, the I don't know. It's just the dude's voice alone is just it's weird in this song. But yet he doesn't sound that way in all of their songs. <coughs> this one, the Nick, way his voice sounded, just I really loved it. Nick, do you know who it is? Um, sorry, it's the guy from Under Oath. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know if you were. Yeah, um, I actually have forgotten that. But um, yeah, you're I, totally right. I looked it up because I was trying to figure out who had that such a terrible voice, and it adds up because it's under oath. So. <laughs> oh, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you suck. <laughs> um, I, I was going to go with another song off this album because this is my favorite album of theirs. Um, and the first song off this album, it's it's very like it, it's got a really long intro that's got a bunch of like the the tree frogs and crickets playing in it, and that that kind of like nature sounds just really like, gets me in a certain place in songs. Um, and, oh, laying on my deathbed, that was the name of the song. So I I also though had used that in when we did the CD exchange, and so I figured you know a few people in this podcast are going to be familiar with that song so that's why i didn't go with that one and then i went with this one instead and honestly had never seen the video until now so don't let the video affect your vote but it will probably affect it negatively but yeah i just i like the song i don't care if it goes down in flames but i think it's a great fun song right joseph okay so this is really bizarre um first of all i spent a while talking about how much Fred Jones means to me and then everybody shit on it. Well, not everybody. <laughs> and uh, so it's kind of the opposite because Nick is almost like setting his song up to fail and I freaking loved it. Um, but I guess I'm technically supposed to talk about Eskimo. Um, yeah, Josh, I, I, I think I might have mentioned this the first week or the first whatever. I'm not usually into like new bands. It's not something I like to do because... It seems like you find 99 crap bands before you find one good one. So jo Josh can kind of distill all that and send me stuff. Um, so he did send me this Eskimo song, and I'm a sucker for female lead vocalists just like James. And also I've noticed for... Um, if this song didn't have... I, I don't know the right musical term for it, but kind of like a arcade fire, like sweeping <coughs> type thing at the end... I would have actually gone with, with Maylene, even over my own song, because I really did love that song. But the, I admit I'm scared has that at the end, and I can't get past it. So, yeah, I'm going to go on with that. Joe, I will say if my one success is that um, you now like Maylene, and did, it, did you know them before or no? No. No. I knew Under Oath, they're like one of my favorite bands ever, and then I knew the Almost, but I'd never heard of this band. So Yeah, I'm so happy. they they have, 
I think, four albums out, if I'm not mistaken. This is off their third album, and by far is my favorite of the three, so I would say check that one out. Nice. And I did like the video. I like Southern Rock, so cool. All uh-huh. right. <laughs> uh, James, <laughs> who wants to shit first? Right. I'll go first. Okay. So I will say this is the first matchup that I hated because I loved both of these songs. I rated them both really high, and they had the exact same rating for me. Nice. Um, yeah. So Step Up, Mainly Sons of Disaster. Uh, this song, as we all know, was the theme to bragging rights in 2009 for WWE. <laughs> um, and when I saw the name of the band... Wait, I, you're kidding. I am not. I was oh my god! the song. <laughs> it, was like, it took like the third time for me listening to it, and on the third time, I went like... This sounds like it would be a song to an NXT takeover. So I looked up like this song WWE, and it wasn't to a takeover, but it was to a WWE pay per view. Well, it's funny because wow. it's performed by the Wyatt family. So <laughs> right, yeah. and that was the first thing I thought <laughs> when I saw the name of the band. I'm like, yeah, 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 Sons of Ar- Anarchy type stuff. Blah blah blah. I get it, but. I really loved the uh, style of rock of the song, Joe. Would this kind of be the Detroit style of rock you were talking about before in the last? It's a little. It's it's similar, but it's more like southern. Like I think Nick said, it's it's more yeah. Pantera. <clears throat> yeah, I would like definitely throw this more into a, a southern metal. metal category. I mean, it's definitely got that banjo thing going, right? Oh yeah, definitely. All right, and that was awesome. Um, I liked the video. I thought it was a lot of fun. <laughs> And the way the dude was screaming on the chorus, I thought that was really cool. And then yeah. the guitar picking up in the chorus was a hoot. So that was really cool. But with Joe's song, uh, I thought the tempo change was awesome. I didn't know this artist at all, but she kind of reminded me a little of Imogen Heap, or Emotion Heap, oh, however yeah. you say her name. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And um, the lines... Um, I admit I'm scared of the warm side of our bed. The everything I think should be buried in the ground should be kept inside my head. I thought both of those were great. She sort of has shades of a 30s-style singer, I thought, and that was kind of mm-hmm. cool. So these both just, like, both worked for me big. And based on nothing else to break it with, I broke it with the video. So, sons of disaster, step up. Yeah. All right, Bill? Um... I, I admit I'm scared. I just really liked that song. Um, I'm going for that one. I just love the lyrics of it, and I loved her voice. Because I, I, I can fluctuate back and forth between like alien weaponry type stuff, but then I just love songs like this, too. And I'm going with that one. Awesome. So, so I'm breaking the tie, is that right? Bring it home. <clears throat> So the Wyatt family. Wait, um, I, I'm sorry. I thought James <laughs> and I and Bill all picked this, didn't we? Oh, uh, James picked. Oh, no, no, my bad. My bad. Yeah. Uh, but Joe, by the way, I wanted to mention the um, Fred Jones song, right? Just so you don't feel bad. Mm. That song was apparently so beloved in the group that we spent like 20 minutes talking about just that song. <laughs> nice. <laughs> a little moral theory. Uh, yeah, I, I was not a fan of Under Oath back in the day, um, but I did like The Almost, which was their, like, side project or whatever after. But that was the, they had, like, two lead singers, right? So that was, yeah, Aaron, was the drummer, Aaron vocal. Gillespie or whatever. Yeah, and then yeah. this one was kind of the voice 
that I didn't like in Under Oath. So yeah, I just did not care for the song. Um, and Eskimo, I love that. So I'm going to go with that. Eskimo, I admit I, I'm scared. That's my, my vote. And for anybody that cares, she did change her name if you're trying to find more stuff. It's uh, Gabby's World is what Taylor she was like. Oh. <laughs> so yeah. All right. Cool. Moving on. I can't believe I won one. <laughs> so, so the next one is yeah, you're the, list. the Ramones with um, needles and pen, and that was Phil, right? Yes. And Band of Horses with the funeral, which was Nick. That would be. <clears throat> All right, so I um, have recently gotten really into the Ramones, and and it's kind of weird because I, I can't really pin down why. It was kind of, I don't know, I never really listened to them growing up, so to speak, um, but just kind of listening to them more and more. And the song that, that got me was, and I had heard it before, was their song Pet Cemetery. And I'm like, this is a great song. I want to like get into more of their songs. And then um, was just listening to this, and they did some other like 50s, like old rock and roll covers. And then it just kind of like, again, just I'm I'm very prone to falling into rabbit holes, but like this weird rabbit hole that you'd get these really, I don't know the best way to describe it or correct way to describe it, but like hard punk bands that have a very 50s era like doo-wop like rock sound and then even covering some of the songs like you know there's some songs on like some misfits albums like danzig era misfits and i'm just like this is, sounds like a 50s era doo-wop song but they're singing about terrible things or they're covering one of those older songs which is super cool um i have no real attachment to it other than i wanted to put one of their songs on but i didn't want to hit one of their like more popular tracks and i thought it was just fun that they did a cover of this 50s era like love song and i i just think it's fun all right um nick yeah so band of horses i actually did not get to really know them until um, Aaron and I uh, started dating. Actually, even not even dating, but when we got married, because she had one of their albums, um, and so I I just didn't know them that well at all. I have discussed before my my love of Manchester Orchestra and the Deer Hunter, and Band of Horses is is right in there um, in in that style. Um, this song. 
it has it has a very slow build, and I am a sucker for a song that it that ebbs and flows, um, that has change within the song, but yet, oh man, it's hard to describe. It it it's the first half of the song is this really slow. It's just a build. It's a build. It's a build. It's a build, and then at the end is when it just kind of breaks in. Um, <clears throat> it's just the. The sound of the song, the—I mean, it's—it is kind of a, a sad bastard song, but at the same time, it—it's got that kind of uplifting, like higher pitch to it. Um, yeah, I mean, like all of their songs are are amazing to me, and this is just this is a good one. Yeah. So, so this is Josh. I'll jump in because I'm a huge band of horses fan, which. Probably doesn't surprise anybody, but I love this song, and I'm a big fan of builds, and this is one of the best ones. And their voices harmonizing like at the end is just awesome. So yeah, I'm absolutely voting for the funeral. So I'll go. All right. So I'll go ahead. You want to go? Yeah, go ahead. I'll go just so I can pick on Nick. Nick, <laughs> I love you, but this is the lead single from this album. Like. Not even, I mean, it's a huge band and a huge song of theirs. So if you're gonna, if you're gonna say you already knew Ben Fold's song, I mean, come on. <laughs> but, but I will say, let it go. I, so, so, <laughs> I'm just saying, this is called the pull apart deep cuts. Um, <laughs> hey, say, of monsters and men. <laughs> you got me back. <laughs> ah, yeah. Do you want to see which one was higher on Billboard? Uh, um, don't care. Let's move on. Okay. Inspired so, match right now. I. The, the irony is, I freaking love this song. So I was at work like I don't know six years ago in a, like a boring little cubicle and just I don't remember. If, I don't know what it was. I think I just was like, I wonder what that band of horses band is all about that everybody talks about. And it was like way into their, you know, uh, fame. And picked this song because, of course, it's called the funeral on and I'm emo. So, and it like transported me out of the building. It was so good. Like it was, uh, just one of the be- one of my favorite like first time listening to a song experiences did it give uh, you needles and pins it did kind of give me needles and pins <laughs> oh also, bill that's just they were all in my pants so. <laughs> yeah. um, right, albert albert fish <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> my God. what what i love it <laughs> best reference ever also maybe cut it from the podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's true um so yeah anyway i mean i, I love this song i I do love the Ramones, like, in general. I shouldn't say love. I, I very much enjoy the Ramones. Um, so I, I, it was not an easy choice, but I did have to go with Band of Horses. All right. Well, Bill, I was going to vote for the Ramones. Um, it reminded me of the Smiths a little bit, the way they did this song. So that was why. awesome. But, but the funeral wins. There we go. It's all right. Woo-hoo. I beat Ben Folds. That's all I it, needed. Carlin. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone send your barbed wire samples to Bill McFarlane at <laughs> I just want to say sorry to all the eighth graders who also love the Ramones. Ah. Really <laughs> well they don't listen to them, they just wear the t shirt. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, next, we have uh, Graveyard Train with the sermon, which is a Bill song. Yeah. You could be a king. You could be a queen. You could have written a great novel or be a big shot on the silver screen. You could be a Paul woman or a Paul man just like me. You could live every day you live like it's the last thing that you see. And a Bill video. Dolls, uh, When My Time Comes, which is um, me. So I took what I wanted and put it out of my reach. I wanted to pay for my successes with all my defeats. Bill, I hate this matchup. Yeah, I I really hated this matchup too. So, um, I I love this song. Um, I love that it it falls into the category of singing about something that's kind of depressing. That life sucks and you die and that's it. Like, but singing about it in a really upbeat way. I really like this band. Like I came across them again, just randomly. And they, and I was debating between this song and another one. That's, that's not as upbeat. That's just straight out about hell and people in hell dying and over and over again and blah, blah, blah. But, um, I like that. They basically just kind of sing about monster type stuff that some of their songs kind of fall into that category. Uh, so like cheesy monster stuff. And then also just kind of like really unsettling things but in this case, like an upbeat way. Um, And I love the music video. Like this is probably one of my favorite visual music videos. And I know that that plays a part in, in this discussion, but like one of the things on my bucket list is to build a puppet like what they have in this music video. And I don't know what, but to do something with it because they're just amazing. Like I just love at the end how they just, comically go and murder each other through um just you know in different ways and and i was hoping that this was matched up with fred jones part two because and and this is why not because basically they're saying the same thing but in a totally different way like life sucks no one cares about you you could have been all these great things but you know what you're dead and that's it but just coming from it from totally different angles where like fred jones is more like i'm gonna sit in a dark room and cry about it and then graveyard trains is like let's just drink a whole lot and then murder people because life sucks <laughs> so <laughs> you see does it make sense like they're, they're essentially oh, yeah. saying the same thing but they're just coming from different totally different angles on on the same thing location theme. whatever yeah, yeah theme thank you yes theme so yeah, Graveyard Train is uh, is great. So yeah, Dolls. Um, I was trying to think of the year. It was probably like, I don't know, six or seven years ago. There was a Bright Eyes show that Joseph and Ashley, and it was supposed to be Jess and I, but then Jess got sick and Tim uh, Ferguson went. Shout out to Tim. 
and uh, Dolls opened for Bright Eyes, and basically it's probably like three or four, maybe five songs, and at the end of it, uh, Joseph was kind of like, what the hell, I hated that, <laughs> and Tim and I just kind of looked at each other like we were in love, like it was amazing, so this was the closer, uh, obviously brought the house down because it's an awesome song. You guys can all say it's fine. And yeah, I just love it. It's one of the best, like, um, just, you know, put it on repeat, you know, songs ever. So I, I love it. And I will vote for it. Hey, Bill, what are you voting for? Um, if you don't mind, I'm gonna... I'm, I'm honestly really torn because... I loved this song so much. Like, I was actually listening to Dawes before, like, while I was doing the dishes and stuff and getting ready for, you know, getting the girls in bed and stuff like that. I, I, I don't know, as much as I love Graveyard Train in this song, I, I have to vote against myself because I don't want to, like, spoil anything for the rest of the playlist, but... Out of all the songs that were shared, this one's probably my favorite one out of all of them because the whole, I, I just the whole message of the song. And if I had the lyrics in front of me, I would like point out specific lines that are eluding me right now. But then again, I'm a huge music video fan. I mean, I I pay more, you know, I don't say I pay more attention to that than anything else. But just like the idea, like clearly the message is these older dudes are stuck in this chain gang and they know they can't get out but they're like looking at the younger kids to like get out and like oh you got to be the one that gets out like you got to be the one who gets out and has the fun and that resonates like wrestling with the shit you wrestle with as you get older like you know so i i'm voting for that one so i'm going for dawes awesome so bill the thing you just said there about you know getting out and the kid in the video um symbolically i think that's almost can be taken as like an inner child type thing too and how important play is to um maintaining sanity as totally. we approach middle age right totally so you mentioned a lot of the lines um i actually printed up some of the lyrics because i loved them so much um so some of the lines just so you listener can catch them there were moments of dreams i was offered to save i lived less like a workhorse and more like a slave i thought that one quick moment that was noble or brave would be worth the most of my life so i pointed my fingers shouted the few quotes i knew as if something that's written should be taken as true and every path i had taken and conclusion i drew would put the truth back under the knife loved this song so much the lines yeah. are amazing the video was great um it was a thinker, and again, for me too, I I told you guys last week that I kind of give every song a score just so it's easier for me to think about and vote when the time comes right. Yeah. You should see the scores I have this week. They're like incredibly high. I loved so many of the songs this <clears> week, <throat> but this is the one I've probably gone back and listened to the most. It's probably my favorite. Um, once we break them down and talk about everything, you know, like anything could happen, but... I'm voting for this one, too. Nice. Josh, thank you for picking it. I really loved it. Yeah, this is super good. And it means a lot that I would vote for this one over a music video that has puppet monsters killing each other. So I want you oh, to yeah. know that. 
<laughs> Bill, I loved your song too, and uh, the Tiki video stuff, right? Of course yeah. you picked that. That's right up your alley. <laughs> yes. So I will go next. Um, if tell me if if I'm wrong here, but wasn't the lead singer or someone in this band like one of the contestants on American Idol or something like that, or am I thinking of some other band? Uh, not that I'm aware of. I think okay. you're thinking of Daughtry. Daughtry. Okay, cool. I don't want to get those two mixed up because up until now, I was like, I've always hated this band. Um, uh, Daughtry's okay. awesome. No, Daughtry sucks. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Creed Dawes, I, I really, really, really thoroughly enjoyed this. I've, I've heard of them, but I wasn't aware of them. And, um, in other like non-podcast discussions, um, a few of us had, were in kind of a project one time where we were doing deep dives on the entire discography of bands. And one of the ones we did was Mumford and Sons. And this this song was very Mumford and Sons to me, very much Mumford and Sons, very much Avett Brothers, and that is a style of music that, I mean, wasn't really around until Mumford came around, at least as far as the large majority of the population was aware of, um, and therefore I wasn't aware of it. So once it came to the forefront, I just fell in love with that style of music, and that's what this is. Um, and there's even even elements. Of this style of music and Bill's song though, with with the banjo in there, I I will play the Joe Heiser card on this though, and I just looked this up on YouTube. This song is their most popular video on YouTube with 1.8 million views. Yeah, the, the next closest one is a song called "Things Happen" with 1.4 million. Well, who so, is this? Graveyard Train? No, Dogs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I was like, so wait, I didn't that, think. Had you ever? Had you heard this song before? That's me? No. That's no what neither I, had I. Yeah, I, sure. I am just pointing that out. I wanted to be the dick for a moment. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> I disagreed. I disagreed with Joseph's take on that because last time we did say it doesn't really matter if it was a hit or not as long as we we generally think the other dudes hadn't heard it. <laughs> that was right. our kind of rule. So now, yeah, it's not like Jesse's Mugusta Two song where it's this massive international hit why you, that everybody I, knows. I just knew you guys don't listen to crappy music so you wouldn't have heard it yet. So. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Who won? Who won? Who won? Oh my gosh! So, what was your favorite song of the first tournament too? Uh, one of yours. <laughs> so. That that is my take on Dawes. Is that I I loved it. I th- I think it's a great song. Um, Graveyard Train. <laughs> I, as soon as the song kicked in, I was like, oh yeah. That I didn't even know what order I was in on the playlist. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, this is a Bill song. And then I looked down at the video. I was like, oh yeah, this is definitely a fucking Bill song. <laughs> so, which by the way, Bill, if you do ever make this costume, the answer is easy. You're handing out candy at Halloween dressed as that. That's that's yeah. All. Um, so we should probably clarify for the people that don't know us, right? Our yes. friend Bill here throws a massive Halloween party every year. He decorates like every corner, wall, and ceiling of every room that the party's in. And for the past few years, there has been this amazing, like, haunted zombie—not really zombie, but this like very ghostly tiki room that is super cool. And this video honestly kind of reminded me of your house around the last weekend of October. Oh, thanks. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, so 
I, I hear the love for Dawes so far, and I can predict where this is going, so I'm going to use my freedom to – because this is a hard choice for me. I am going with Graveyard Train. Um, I, the song was just fun. Even though it was a depressing song, it was sung in a fun manner. Like I, I it deserves it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those songs that when, when you can mix emotions – like I, I'm not like – I'm not going to go and say I'm schizophrenic, but when you can experience multiple emotions at once, you're like, oh, this is super depressing. Everyone's dying, but yet I'm happy right now. That's what this song did for me. So, yeah. So, Graveyard Train is my pick. Awesome. So, I guess I'm last. I'll just keep it short and sweet. I didn't really care for either song, so my vote doesn't really matter because Dawes already won. I appreciate where Graveyard Train's coming from. I just found it kind of irritating, the actual music of it. And then Dolls, I don't know what it is. There's some sort of anathema to me. I, I really can't stand them. But again, I can appreciate where they're coming from. Like I, I can see an alternate universe where I love this song. I don't understand it. But regardless, my vote doesn't matter. So I'm going to put in a... <laughs> N.A., no, you got to pick. You're voting for Fred Jones. Well, I was going to be the jerk and pick uh, Graveyard Train so that dolls wouldn't be unanimous, but (laughs) Nick already did that, so I'll pick Graveyard Train. Make it a little closer. Yeah, Yeah, join the dark side. Can I change my vote to Graveyard Train? (laughs) 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 Oh, I see the game they're playing, McFarlane. So next we have The National, uh, literally like my third favorite band, with Joseph, Mr. November. Creep Show featuring, hold on, I'm hovering. The Creep Show featuring Sarah Blackwood with Sleep Tight. So, and that's Bill. Yes. A promise to me, my darling angel, you just couldn't keep. I just wanted to love you, have you forever. Joe, you want to talk about the National? Yeah, so freaking broken record here. Um, Josh made me a mix of them forever ago because I was like, oh, I really, I think I heard them on in Josh's car. And I was like, holy shit, this guy's voice is like immediately one of my favorite voices out there. And I had like only heard like half a song. And he's like, yeah, you would like them and made me a mix. And so eventually... I'm really bad at knowing full albums, so I don't even know what albums what, but I just listened to them on like like all their albums on Shuffle. And this just kind of became one of my favorites. I, I don't really have a favorite of theirs. I have a couple of ties, and I pretty much just rolled the dice and picked this one because it's got the effort in it. So, um, also shout out to, what's it called, Josh? 
What? Well, I'm, I'm using it. This thing, it sounds better to say it has the F word in it. It has fucking it. Josh, uh, what's the name of the movie that they're in? There's a documentary about... Mistaken for Strangers. Mistaken for Strangers, I would recommend to anybody. It's about a uh, the main singer and his brother, who's kind of a fuck-up. There you go, Nick. And uh, he, like, I love tours him. with them. <laughs> he, like, tours with them and is kind of their, whatever, roadie manager kind of guy for... It, it's a great documentary. Um, and The National is a great band, so that's why I picked this. And they're from Cincinnati, so... Oh, I didn't know that. Cool, well, so... That's um, why they suck. I, I, I really love the creep show. Um, I love the kind of like the rockabilly sound of them. And I, um, they, they've gone through a couple of different singers. And it's kind of interesting. Like the, the, the one on this, the song, Sarah Blackwood, like her sister was the original lead singer of the band. And then they, they kind of transitioned and now they have somebody new who I don't like as much, but whatever. Um, I love that this song sounds like a nice love song that you could like, it would make for a good last dance, you know what I mean, at like prom or whatever, but it's a love song from the point of view of someone who's been murdered and buried in somebody's basement. And I, I just love that. Like it's, again, it's the mashup of like, the nice with the terrible so there's this nice sounding love song that you could like i said slow dance to somebody that you love and then it's about somebody who's been murdered and buried in a basement like you can't kill a girl without a soul sticking around i love it so this is a great great song awesome i vote for it all right uh james what are you going with okay so now this is another one in a series of them where i hated the matchup because i really like both of the songs uh, Sleep Tight, uh, the Creep Show song, totally sounded like Hopelessly Devoted to You from Greece. And yeah. when I was a kid, yeah, my sister, my cousins, and me would watch Greece all the time. So that one really hit a soft spot. But I like the national. I almost picked a national song, and I didn't because the two that I was debating between, I knew that Josh and Joe would both know. Um, hard to find and graceless, but it was very slightly. I went with the national on this one. Mm. All right, Nick. All right. So I will start out by saying that when I don't know a band that well, or even a song that well, it, it, for me to, for me to enjoy it, it's got to pull me in like not necessarily from the beginning, but it's got to have something interesting to me to it to for me to say okay yeah i i want to find out where this is going i have never heard of either of these bands in fact when i saw creep show i thought it was going to be like a song from the movie creep show because it is bill that chose this song yeah um, the so i was not expecting what i heard at all um for the national i have only heard of the national because of um, I've heard um, Josh and Joe and James reference them on occasion, just in passing. Um, dude has a, a good voice. I'll give him that. Um, that being said, it, it didn't grab me. I just 
listening to it, it was like I this is something that if I wanted to invest the time into it and actually like put a record on and do nothing else but listen to this music, yeah, I could maybe get into this. But it's I I'm I'm forty years old and I'm lazy. So it, it just did not get its hooks into me. Creep show got their hooks into me because I was like, what the hell is this? And then I start I actually listened to the words on this one, guys. That is not something that I do. <laughs> so Ooh, there you go. Yeah. So yeah, my vote is for creep show. Sleep tight. All right. Um, so this is Josh. My Bill, I I like the song. Um, I kind of have a feeling that it's not what they usually sound like. Is that the is that the case? No, so this is they this yes, this is what they usually sound like. This is one of their slower songs, but if you were to I don't know, just just kind of like more of a punk version. Well, I don't know, not necessarily like a punk version, but if you were just to take this song and their style of singing and just speed it up a little bit more and just, you know, put the tempo up so that this is what the majority of their songs sound like. Like this is their style, like that that fifties era, but so the featuring Sarah Blackwood, is she normally in it? That's what threw me off, I thought. So what, what threw me off is I think this was, again, not knowing much about like the background of the band. Like her, her sister was the original singer. Okay. And I, well, I actually did some reading. And then she had kids and then didn't want to do the band anymore. So the, the first song that hooked me into it, I thought about putting in was called The Garden. And it's and it's great. I love that song, and I really debated between the two of them. And it featured both of them, uh, both of the the Blackwood sisters, I guess you could say. And then I, and again, not knowing the full story, I'd imagine that when the original lead singer left, Creepshow just kind of like went around on their own, just the guys. And then later on, the the sister took over. So I guess at this point, when this song came out, she was not like an official member of the band. Okay. Yeah, I did like her voice, but like, you know, it's it's Bright Eyes and then a band that is on the later on in this tournament and then the national. So I I'm gonna go with them, although I will say Mr. November is not my favorite, but I do like it. It's very fun to listen to in the car with like the, you know, windows down kind of thing. It was written about John Kerry for the for those wondering in two thousand four when he was running. And then lost. But anyway, yeah. So I'm voting for the national, which I think puts them over the edge. Oh, that's sad. I'm sorry, Bill. <laughs> I really. Well, if it's if it's any consolation, I will be checking out the creep show now. They're they're super good. I really like them. Well, Nick, you mentioned you know not trying to get into new bands or whatever at at your age or whatever. But I would absolutely. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> you said it. I would do uh, an album by album <laughs> deep dive like we did for Mumford. Absolutely, with the national anybody's game, but that sounds anyway. terrible. I did not like this song at all. <laughs> Tell you what, Josh, if you want to do a uh, mix CD for me, like you did with Damian Rice that one time, and send me to, send it to me in the mail, I'll listen to it once or twice before I wipe my ass with it. <laughs> I don't think I have it anymore. I'll make you a Spotify list. How about that? Perfect. All right. Next, we have me again with the tallest man on earth with uh, both sides now. Rose and flow 
rose of angel hair And ice cream castles in the air And feather canyons everywhere I love the clouds that way Versus What <laughs> with the kills with no wow Tallest man on earth is really just a dude. I love him. His voice is super unique, and actually, his own music is amazing. I almost picked one of those songs, but I just love this cover of Both Sides Now, which, as he says in that video, is one of the, I think he says it's the greatest song of all time. It's not, but it's up there. And uh, I love it. So feel free to vote against it, but just no, you're hurting my heart a little bit because he's great. So, and actually, before you start, Nick, I did love your song. So, go ahead. So, The Kills is a band that, uh, and I hate using the term I discovered because then that makes it sound like I'm like their road manager or something like that. But I, I found out about them um, a few years back. Um, this was when I was, and I still am really into the White Stripes, but. I was I was going down a Jack White rabbit hole, and um, oh, what is the Dead Weather? So Jack White has a side project band called the Dead Weather, and the the girl I don't know her name, but the girl that is the singer in the Kills is one of the vocalists on the Dead Weather. So that kind of sent me down this other rabbit hole of like branching out and finding these other bands. Um, that Jack White's not necessarily on, but like is associated with. This is kind of like um, with uh, uh, the last podcast when we were talking about not Black Rebel Motorcycle Club, but uh, I'm totally brain farting on my own band. Um, the, were- the werewolf band, right? Yeah, the werewolf band, of course. That's werewolf from the werewolf. east. Oh my gosh, so amazing! So amazing. Hey. You got pretty far. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I've still had that line in my head all week, and it's made me happy every time it's crossed my mind. Eagles of Death Metal. Oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? So, as I was mentioning with the Eagles of Death Metal, I found out about them because the Dave Grohl followed Dave Grohl to Queens of the Stone Age and followed Queens of the Stone Age to Eagles of Death Metal. This wasn't as far of a walk as that was. I will say that this song is... It's pretty similar to everything else they have. And if you know the kills at all, this is one of their more popular songs. So, you know, I can't play the the deep cuts card on this, but uh, I just, I love it. It's got elements of that Detroit rock sound to it. Just the, the gritty, dirty guitar in the background. And I mean... I don't, I don't know what the song is about. I know it's got a yep. repetitive lick to it that Josh is going to hate. I like my note for this song was I love this shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know. Sweet. I really liked it. Sweet. Because so, it sounds like the White Stripes, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it does. 
But yeah, I, I love, like I said, I love the White Stripes. I love Detroit Rock. I love that sound. In fact, I have a playlist on Spotify that's just called Unpolished, which I think just like perfectly describes this kind of music. Because I mean, yes, it's it's produced and put out on an album or it's put out on like streaming services. So it's it's got to be clean and polished, but it just sounds like it's not. It sounds like something they just churned out in their garage. Um, yeah, I, just, I love it. All right. So I'll go, assuming you're both voting for your own. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, cool. So super quick, one one uh, negative thing, because I guess my role this week is to be a whiner. I hate both the names of these bands. Um, I hate when bands are really <laughs> close to other names. So like the Kills, when you have like a mega band called the Killers, yeah. pick a different name. I, yeah. like, I think and they, I really, before they were famous... So maybe, but, and then I really despise when people, when like a guy who's by himself will name himself something other than, you know, his name, I guess I'm a hypocrite. Like, with his I, eyes. I, yeah. But <laughs> I don't know. I hate when it's like something like long, like I'm the tallest man. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I uh, love both sides now by Joni Mitchell. I'm not always like this with covers where I'm like, well, I'd rather just listen to the original, but that's kind of what I thought with this. Wasn't a huge fan of his arrangement, if you will. Um, but I did love the the kills. It's it's like um, the White Stripes with more female vocals. I didn't love the guy, honestly, so I might have to listen to more Dead Weather. That was one of his side projects I didn't get into as much, so... If it's Jack White and this girl, then I'm, I'm down. All that to say, I'm I went with the kills. Yeah, I'll go. I'll I'll have more to say about like I don't know. I guess there's a connection of just like sleigh bells, you know, that band and kind of like the proximity, of the playlist. So it's kind of also kind of interesting listening to this as kind of sidetrack. But when you put them all together, kind of like a mixtape. And there's kind of like the whole like one of the parts I remember out of High Fidelity, James. You'll like this like the rules of putting together a mixtape always stuck with me. Yeah. And, and I was just kind of like, you know, whatever. Uh, tallest man on earth. I'm sorry. Really annoyed me. Like James, your, your description of like the really deep emotional dude of an acoustic guitar. That's just like trying to get some and everyone's like flocking to him and all these deep emotional feelings. And then like, you know, if you know, we'll, we'll characterize it like this: like if you're going through the BSU lobby and they're doing that, and you're just like, "Oh, what the fuck are they doing?" Like, just move on. Like, oh, you're so deep and emotional. <laughs> blah blah blah. It's just like, I can oh, it. like, I'm sorry. Like, it was one of those. I said this last time. I think it was about. Oh, I can't remember which band it was, but it's like. <laughs> Tallest man on earth wins the prize of the dude setting up in the coffee shop. And I'm like, fuck, there goes our nice evening. Cause this guy's going <laughs> to wear his Birkenstocks and like fuck the place up. <laughs> so... <laughs> Sorry. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey man, Creepshow didn't win. And I'm sad. Sarah Blackwood. She's a, she's a, a saint. Uh, now I liked, I liked the He's kills at woman. first. Huh? Yeah. I wasn't, um, the kills at first listen, I didn't like it too much because like the repetitive 
track of it was just kind of like, ooh, it's kind of like border. It was borderlining on the Magusta too, like a little bit. But then listening to it again, um, well, I- I'll just say like it was really hard because I kept going back and forth between this band and Sleigh Bells, and or uh, what's the the band is Infinity Guitar? Sorry, no, yeah, what's the Sleigh Bells? Okay, sorry, I'm Sleigh Bells. Screw it. Yeah. And I'm like, these two bands are essentially the same thing. And I'm trying to see which one strikes me as more genuine. And and I like the kills just because they they seem more genuine in how they're they're coming off. Oh, so that's yes. that's what I'm going with. Yeah. So sorry. I mean I mean, hopefully you can see both sides of what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no. <but laughs> both sides. And- so, Bill, everything you just said, I want to bring up that Josh said that his feelings were going to be hurt if somebody didn't like this song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Josh, I love you. Are you okay? I'm fine. All right. I'm fine. I but mean, maybe if there was like a down the knife, Josh. Put video, down the knife. Bill would like it, you know. Do what? Maybe <laughs> like a devil in the music video. Like yeah, I mean, for real, if you're going to climb up to a mountaintop and then do a 30 minute intro to your he song. I'm up there. He lives there, bro. Let, let, um, let, of course let's... he does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Has he heard of I've cities? Heard. You think there's a lot of coffee shops up there? <laughs> it's a place where he needs to be so he can't ruin anybody's date with his wife when they're just trying yeah, to. Everybody, everybody else ran him out of town. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he sucks. <laughs> Um, First, I want to clarify that uh, both sides now legitimately did not have a devil in the video, in case anybody's wondering. Okay. (laughs) But what have improved it? I, so, Josh, I love you so much that I almost want to vote for your song, but I'm going to preface it up front that I'm not doing that. And I love you a lot, and I hope that you're doing okay. Fine. All right. I really... Somebody I mean, check on Josh when this is over with. I, I already know that my taste is better than all yours, so, I mean, this is what I expected. Oh, my God. <laughs> Go watch some yeah, Kurosawa and cry, okay? We're trading off beef jerky with each other. Um, so, yeah. I really liked No Wow Now. I thought... This is a weird thing, but sometimes I'll judge things based on whether they hit what I think is their highest level of achievement or not, right? And that has nothing to do with, like, how well I like something, but it's sort of like, well, given what's input into this, what do you expect? Did they get the maximum level of success? And I thought this song did. I think if you added anything, it would actually take away from the quality of it. I think if you take anything away, it would make it not as good. It was super fun. I was listening to it. Uh, we we got a fridge delivered this week, right? And so I had to like readjust all the shelves and take out all the tape and all that stuff. Our fridge broke, so we had to buy a new fridge. And um, when I was doing that, I was listening to this song, and it ended. And I thought, man, that was a banger to use Josh's word. And so I looked up, you know, to the the song. I wanted to put it on again. And I expected it to be like two minutes long. It was twice that long. And it just flew by for me. So um, the way that they use the guitar, that was just sort of like this growling presence in the background. I thought that was super great. So I am voting for No Wow Now. It'll never be my favorite song, but I think I could probably hear it a hundred times and not get sick of it. All right. So next we have 
Turnbull ACS with Pretty Girls Don't Go to Heaven. And that's changed. I used to read on your pretty veins before you gave your love to him. Versus Charles Bradley and Changes, and that is me. This is another matchup I hated because I loved both these songs. Yep, me too. All right, James, you're first. All right, so Turnbull Lacey's, I know the guy that did this song. He uh, wrote with me at the paper in college. Um, same is Dan Mecker. He was a nice guy, good guy, good to talk to. And he uh, was in this other more popular band that we'd go see sometimes. And so after we graduated, he quit that band. I ran into him. I was was talking to him and he told me about this project that he had just started doing and he said like man i should have quit that other band like years ago this is the most fun i've had in a long time and so he gave me the cd and if you like this song i would recommend checking out the whole album it is on youtube essentially this is the sound of it and again you will have just heard a clip if you're the listener but it sounds kind of like johnny cash mixed with the pixies and I remember him and one of those random things that stick in your mind. He told me, like, yeah, I've been kind of watching David Lynch stuff at the time, which, or David Lynch stuff lately, which hit me, like, right in the happy spot because I grew up with David Lynch, my older sister. That's, like, her favorite person on the planet. And so I'd seen all of Twin Peaks by the time I was, like, 11 years old, I think, up until the most recent season, of course. Her, his movie, she would bring home, stuff like that. And this is one song that this was always my favorite song off the album. And I really thought you guys would all like it a lot. And so I just sort of wanted to share it with you. And that's why I picked it. Can I ask a quick question? Shoot. No, I was just going to ask, what was the band that we used to, you said some people used to go see? It was called Denial. And they would play at this place called The Blue Note every week. Gotcha. No, I was thinking Ovalopus too. Yeah, I, I knew them too. They were I didn't know them nearly as well as him though. So I was as I do with with these songs, I'm I've got one headphone in listening to our podcast, obviously. And I've got another headphone plugged into my phone so I can listen to the songs so I can have fresh reference. I just noticed on Pretty Girls Don't Go to Heaven, this video was posted to YouTube four years ago. And does anyone want to take a guess on how many views it's gotten so far? How many? 91. So this is a deep cut. I would say if it just posted four years ago, when he gave me the CD, it was like 2004. So somebody probably got bored one day and put it up four years ago. That's amazing. 
So, so yeah, Charles Bradley. I weirdly got into this record label a few years ago called Daptone Records. Heard it on All Songs Consider, where it was like Sharon Jones and the Dab Kings, I think was a little bit more popular. And Charles Bradley was like this revival funk and soul sound or whatever. And I just freaking love it. I love putting on like a, just a mix of that kind of stuff and driving around. And (laughs) this was his, it it was his hit or his, you know, his single, but I mean, it wasn't like on mainstream or anything. And yeah, I just love it. I love him, you know, being like, I don't know how old he is, but he's not your typical 20 something that's on the radio. So yeah, I'm, I'm voting for changes, which of course is also a black Sabbath cover which i thought was pretty cool for it's kind of reminds me of like johnny cash when he was getting pretty old and covering like nine inch nails and stuff like that so so that's my vote one of the things i'm surprised you didn't mention charles bradley i'm sure most people on this pod knows this but famous basketball player used to play for the phoenix suns he was on the original dream team yeah, never won so a it's championship. so weird i know right <laughs> <laughs> It took me a minute, but how dare you? <laughs> what do you mean? He's my favorite player. Who? His all-time Charles. favorite player, James. <laughs> Charles Barkley? No, Charles Barkley is the guy that sung that song, I think you're crazy. <laughs> I could tell you were going for a set yeah, of James. I don't, I don't I like it. walking into things. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, calm down. Bill, what do you think? Uh, come back to me. I, I need to keep thinking about it. Okay. Nick? Yeah, I'm sorry. I, that's how kind of torn I am. Like, I just need to, I need to consider. Sorry. <laughs> okay, I'll go. I'm honestly going to be deciding on the fly here. I am aware They're of Charles good, Bradley. Right? They're both great. Yeah. I yeah. am aware of Charles Bradley. I've heard the name before. If I'm... I'm probably wrong on this, but I feel like didn't his career start like really late in his life? Yeah, it did. Yeah. And this I'm sure I'm wrong about, but like I love this kind of music. Like I I don't know it super well. Like I'm more into like BB King like kind of blues as opposed to the the James Brown kind of blues that he's singing. But, you know, this is you can't listen to Charles Bradley without thinking of James Brown. And I mean, come on. James Brown is awesome. Then you got Turnbull AC or sorry, Turnbull ACs. I don't want to pronounce it wrong. I mean, that song was just that was a good song. It still hate to like keep hitting this the same nail over and over again. I, I don't know what the song's about. But just the sound and the emotion and the feel of the song, I really like it. And I mean, I'm that's another one that I'm gonna go down a rabbit hole there and find more of their stuff. And especially since they're a local to Cincinnati <clears throat> band that aren't real well known, I mean, that's intriguing to me. Yeah, that is cool. I don't even think they're a band anymore. I will say there was a a, a song that I almost put into my playlist and took out from a band called flee the scene that had only one album and i did get to see them in concert but they just after their that album came out they were like 
wanted to do other things. So I, I really kind of like the idea of uh, finding a band that's not around anymore. So, hmm, I'm gonna go Turnbull ACs. Okay. Yeah i I loved Turnbull. I really did. But I gotta go Charles Bradley just because of. Strangely enough, I liked. You know, and I'm not gonna get into it, but I I liked the lead up to the song, and I don't know much about the the original version. Like, I actually had to look up the. Uh, Black Sabbath version. I, I wasn't familiar with it, and you know, I'm assuming that that version of it is written by like written about like I'm ending this relationship if my girlfriend has ended or whatever. But then like his his thing talking about like his mom passing away, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah, yeah. That, that, that hit me very um, moving. Yeah, that hit me for different reasons other than like his his angle from it. I got the impression. He's close to his mom. I was estranged with my mom, you know, when she died. You know, we had, weren't talking. I hadn't seen you in years and all that. Um, but I just thought it was, it was good. I don't want to say like it was just stripped down, and it was great without any sort of production whatsoever. That's where I'm kind of like fickle because I love things that are just completely over the top with monster puppets killing each other, but then I also appreciate the fact that it's just, like, simple. Yeah, and I thought I thought it was great. And th- this was a tough one, because I really liked both of the songs, but I gotta go, I gotta go with him on this one. What's really great about that, too, is that was a live performance, and it didn't really sound live. I mean, it was stripped down, but well done. Yeah. So good. So... This is going to kind of give the final. I obviously love that Turnbull AC song. I love that whole album. And I will say, um, I hadn't listened to that song in four or five years, I don't think. So I had to message him on Facebook and say, like, hey, what's, what is the name of that band that you did after Denial that sounded like a mix between the Pixies and Johnny Cash? And he wrote back, that is the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me in my whole life. So I thought that oh, was kind of a awesome. moment. Yeah. yeah. And so I love that song, but man... Josh, this was your song, right? Yeah. Okay. Changes just killed me. This is another song in probably eight or ten of them today that I wouldn't mind winning the whole thing at all. I loved it. And I'm voting for Changes, too. Voting against my own. Awesome. Mm. Ever so slightly. Again, I feel like all of us are like, oh, it's close, it's close. Joseph? So... I mean, it doesn't matter at this point, but I, I did go with Charles Bradley. I will say one thing, and I'm really genuinely just curious. So I knew the original Black Sabbath song, so I was waiting for you know the chorus to kick in, and it sounded like he says, to change it. So I, I love this song, and so I listen to it a lot on just like Apple Music, and it's the studio version, obviously. And he says, through changes, the whole time. So I don't know... <laughs> If what was going on that day, if you just like forgot the lyrics, but it does. And that's sound- fine. I just okay. I just want to make sure I wasn't crazy. That was the only reason I wasn't like floored by it because it was very distracting since I already knew the song. But other than that, that yeah, I mean it was it was amazing. So I'm picking that song. So that's cool that you knew it. I did not know this song, <clears throat> so I went and looked up the Black Sabbath version. And my mind was kind of blown that it wasn't that different from this version. 
it's also stripped down. It's Ozzy being soulful in an Ozzy Osbourne kind of way, sort of like a mama, I'm coming home type way. I was suspect expecting so a lot more yeah. rock. Yeah, it was great. It was great. But I like this version even better. Nothing against the Black Sabbath version because it was awesome. But yeah, this killed me. All right. Actually, We're finally here. It's We're going to talk about metal. <laughs> we have we... Baby, baby Metal with Gimme Chocolate, which was surprisingly not Joseph's pick, uh, but Nick's. Pine Grove with Old Friends, which was me, Josh. Okay, so. let's just skip that. Let's just talk about Baby Metal. Every outcome such a come down. I knew it when I saw it. So I did just what I Nick, you're up first. So, I I will go ahead and say that this this matchup. I mean, obviously, I'm gonna vote for my own, but I did enjoy the Pine Grove song, Baby Metal. I I, gosh, I do not remember where, I how I found out about them. Like someone introduced me to Baby Metal. And I don't know who it was. Like, it, this is not one that I found through Spotify or Pandora or... Adam? I don't think so. This is definitely not his jam. Like, he would take a few listens to this and be like, no, that fucking sucks. And just move on. I don't know. I don't know. Not knowing the history of where it came from, though, kind of adds to it for me. This, this band is so weird. And so much of the pop culture that comes out of Japan is weird anyway. But, I mean, it you see that, oh, it's it's led by, like, three, like, young Japanese girls singing. It's like, oh, this is going to be some pop band, whatever. Oh, trying to be metal. No, the, like, the musicians in this band, they are freaking awesome. And I love, I know that this is not a podcast about the videos it's about the songs but the reason i love this video so much is that it is a legit live although produced but live video from a concert and like i just watching it i feel like i'm there and just there's so many elements of like a a good metal show in this concert you've got the massive statue illuminated in the background you've got the strobe lights flashing with the guitar and the, the 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 drums and Ah, the red lights against the white lights against the black. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, that's it's not about the video. Um, have no clue what they're talking about other than like there's definitely something in there about eating chocolate because you know why not? It's weird, and I love weird things. It's just this is weird that I can listen to and just be enamored by. I don't know. There, there's got to be someone behind 
this band, and I use the term band loosely because I'm sure it's just one of those, hey, we paid these three girls to sing and like we hired a studio band to be the back end of it. But oh, it's so good. So good. So Pine Grove is not like really one of my favorite bands, but I do love this song and it just came up on one of those all songs considered and it stuck with me and I, I like a few of their other songs but generally this is the one I keep going back to and I, I actually don't I, I prefer the like this normal studio version and this video is some sort of weird like live session thing but it's definitely gets stuck in your head and keeps going so I did love Baby Metal. I had heard them before, and that's and that song actually. But I think I'm gonna go with Pine Grove. But I'm gonna put that song on my on my playlist to you know come up every now and then on shuffle. So I'll go. Um, kind of like James, I have a, a note for each, and but instead of numbers, I just put like one one or maybe two words to really like signify what I thought of it as a gut reaction. Pine Grove. I put Z, 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 as in, <laughs> you know, falling asleep. And for Baby Metal, I put in all caps that were, like, taking up two notebook lines, fucking love. This song's amazing, and I will be listening to all of their stuff. So I'm going with that song. So, Joe... Joe, you had not heard Baby Metal before. Is that what I, I'm understanding? This, well, I, I know I have. I know I have. But I I remember it was kind of like the kind of thing where it's like, oh, I'll have to really check that out. Because I'm familiar with K-pop in general. But oh, this is like an, another <laughs> this is like another whole level. And I, I, mean, I get that it's Korean and Japanese are different. I'm just saying it's, it's um, this is like another whole level because it's got metal involved in it's just it's just the best. Now, I will say about Pine Grove watching the video did like with the keyboard player, did anyone just think about like Napoleon Dynamite seeing this guy? Like I yeah. immediately was like this should be in Napoleon Dynamite. It's a great song, but this dude, he's just got a Napoleon Dynamite vibe. Yeah, and the singer was in Juno and Nick and Rory's Infinite Playlist, so that was sort of a weird combination in that band. Oh, really? No, but he reminded me of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I like, again, I liked both of these songs, and it, it was hard to rank. Uh, the playlist that we put together was funny, by the way. Uh, by the way, the playlist you can find on YouTube if you look up The Pull Apart. Um, let me actually get the name of this right now. The Pull Apart Deep Cuts Tournament number two. And if you want to find the first one, because we didn't mention it in that episode, it's the Pull Apart Deep Cuts, Deep Cuts Tournament number one. So listening and to the playlist, we put... Deep Cuts loosely. Loosely, yes. I am going to rearrange the songs to go in the order that they faced off, but originally we had all six of the songs that we each picked together. And this was funny because... Give Me Chocolate was the first song off Nick's playlist, and Joe's playlist was before it. And without even looking, <laughs> just listening to it, I knew exactly where Joe's ended and exactly where Nick's began. <laughs> um, 
I I liked Give Me Chocolate a lot, but um, Old Friends by Pine Grove, Pine Grove, sorry, I had never heard of that before, and it kind of blew my mind. There, I there's this part about two minutes to two minute fifteen two minutes fifteen seconds into the song, where the tone of the song just goes a slight step lower than it had been, and for whatever reason, that just floored me. It's like, oh, that's so good. So. Pine Grove is another in a long series of them that I would not mind seeing winning tonight. So I'm voting for Pine Grove. All right, Bill. Okay, so I'm really torn. Um, So I've gone just within the the scope of this contest, whatever. I've gone from, okay, this baby metal song is super annoying and I can't stand it. And then there's moments where I'm just like, okay, this is cool. And then, and, and, and then there's times where I'm just like, man, this is just really effing annoying. And, and, it's, and I'm trying to reconcile it because on paper, it hits every box that I, that I like in things where it's just summing it up. is just insanity. And I enjoy that. So... And I also enjoy the, the aspect of if I listen to the song, then I feel like I'm at the last level of a video game and I'm winning. Like, you know, so that's fun. And I was taught it's funny because I was talking to my daughters about it before the contest. And I was like, you know, this is one of Nick's songs. What do you think about it? And we we're listening to it and they liked it, which is cool. And, and I told them, like, I really like it. But then this is this is my hang up of it. And again, it's kind of like separating the song from the music video. And it's and it's hard. I know this isn't just like all music video, blah, blah, blah. But then I and I don't mean to burn any bridges here, but there's most of everything about anime is offensive to me. And it just annoys the hell out of me. And and <laughs> and, and when we were there goes our Asian audience. Yeah. And when we were at the convention, the Cincinnati this is Comic anime, Expo, though. it's kawaii. Yeah. Yeah. And when we were at the convention center, you know, the Cincinnati Comic Con, you know, I was kind of making jokes about like the quote unquote teenagers in wigs who were just like the anime kids and they were having fun. And I was happy that they were having fun. But I was kind of like poking fun at them, like because they were running around in giant groups of people and like doing weird stuff. And if you remember from the last episode, I'm old and I hate it when people are young and happy. So it just pisses me off, like seeing that happen. (laughs) And that's why I'm a teacher. Right. So that I can like, I don't know. I like this song, but but like Pine Grove at first watching it. I was like, oh, my God, these guys are sitting in the woods with their instruments. What are they doing? But then I listened to it again. I'm like, I the line about like calling your parents when you think of it. I was like, man, that's good. That's good stuff. So I don't know. I don't know. Well, no pressure, know. but it all comes down to you. It does come down to me. Bill, please. <laughs> I well, beg pl- of you. Please what? No, I, I gotta go Pine Grove guys. I'm sorry. Oh, right. Gotta go Pine Grove. I'm sorry. Just because, like, because there's the other part of it. It's just, like, I don't know, because I agree with you, Nick. Like, their their band is awesome. Like, Baby Metal, the band is awesome. But then, like, the three singers, I don't know. But then, and I even, like, listened to some of their other songs. 
And there's one song I can't remember the name of it. I'm like, okay, this one is really cool. Like I can see where it's like this is way more metal, but then this one, I I'm torn. Like it depends on my mood in which I listen to "Give Me Chocolate" on whether or not I like it or don't. So, so Bill, I was actually just about to say, baby metal is your mood ring. You should wake up in the morning and put it on, and depending on how you react, that's how you know what sort of mood you're going to be in that day. True. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the the other song I was debating on putting on of theirs was a song called Karate, and yes. it is more indicative of what they actually sound like. So this one kind of stood out a little bit differently. So yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And, and like I said, it's super weird because I'm just like I I don't know why I became obsessed with it. I'm like I need to figure out if I like this song or not. And one day I listen to it, and I'm like, no, I can't. But then, you know, the next day I listen to it, I'm like, this is cool. I like it. But I, I've already already made peace with the fact that you are a musical enigma, Bill. So, I mean, loving Aqua just kind of broke the w- glass for me. So, you know, whatever. Oh, man. Dr. Jones, baby. <laughs> Dr. Jones. So good. Dr. Jones all night. Calling Feeling bad? Now. You just got to call Dr. Jones. <laughs> Please don't put Aqua in one of these playlists. Oh, man. Well, now we have to. We we all know all of their songs, James. So you can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, Josh, we just yeah. spent five minutes discussing baby metal, guys. Are are you all experiencing Nirvana like I am right now? Like no, we just dissected the music of baby metal. Well, true, but didn't it feel good? <sighs> I mean, I think. You know, a a band performing in an arena is a deep cut for sure. (laughs) You said yourself, Josh. When we all, the rest of us don't. I'm gonna say not everyone can record in their mountaintop chalet (laughs) where where they where they can have a better chance of seeing both sides of the clouds. You know. Yeah, you're only calling a deep cut because nobody's ever seen him in person. (laughs) Does he even exist? If the tallest man in the world falls whoa whoa is he the tallest man in the world because he's on a mountain <laughs> so All right. we'll, the fact that we just spent so long on that song is very indicative of our friendships just like the rabbit holes we can go down so i'm pretty sure when we all die and we're all in heaven and we're finally together again one of us is going to go all right guys now back to baby metal <laughs> just to pick up this conversation <laughs> guys i'm not making it to heaven Whatever. Disagree. <laughs> yeah. Disagree. All right. So next we have Iron and Wine and Ben Bridewell with This Must Be the Place. Which is me. Love me till my heart stops. Love me till I'm dead. Eyes that light up. Eyes look through you. Cover up the blank spots. Hit me on the head and say, uh, Um, versus, versus Ida Maria with Oh My God, which is James. The pull apart explodes part two. Yeah. Oh yeah.
been liking Josh's string of, uh, you know, guitar plucking singer songwriters. This is like the epitome of that. So yeah, I, 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 I was gonna say. So I I was um, fine with y'all being mean to tallest man on earth, even though I love him. But Iron and Wine is the guy that I was talking about. I was just after Connor. Um, and for those of you that didn't notice, uh, Ben Bridewell is the lead singer of Band of Horses. Um, so this is just Sam Beam and uh, the Band of Horses guy covering, um, what is it, James? I already forgot. Is it? It's Talking Heads. Talking Heads, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I literally has a version too. I, I literally went through like my entire like 80 song playlist of Iron and Wine trying to pick a song, and I did try to pick one that I thought you bastards would like because I knew you'd pick on a lot of them. <laughs> uh, I don't like anything. <laughs> he, he is kind of, in my eyes, like the king of like covers. He's got a million of them, and um, I thought maybe <laughs> the guy from Band of Horses might help him get a few votes. So. I love this song. It's a very, like, you know, I, I told Jess today we had the windows down in the house. And I'm like, if the weather is where you can have the windows down, like, iron and wine is the best thing to have on in the house. So, um, yeah, I, I love it forever. And uh, this absolutely get, gets my vote. Technically, you have the windows up in the house. Whatever. James? All right, so Iron and Wine really is on, like, you know, a Windows Open Day, the best thing to have on in the house if you're planning on throwing your radio out the window. (laughs) (laughs) Or in the bathtub. (laughs) Yeah, for real. I I like Iron and Wine, and I like their version of this song. Um, So my song, Oh My God, by Ida Maria, um, this is a movie preview song for me. I heard it... um, for this movie on this movie trailer for this movie called it's kind of a funny story with zach galifianakis and i saw it in the movies okay it's pretty good um i just love how manic it sounds it's driving it doesn't stop the pace the whole way through has a ton of energy i don't have anything really profound to say about it i just like it and that part where she screams where it slows down just a little as she screams I think that's very cathartic to sing along to in a very stressful time or a hard day. That's it. So I will, I'll go next because I can piggyback off of that. Oh my God has been stuck in my head all week in a, in a good way. Um, a lot of times if a song gets stuck in my head, it just royally pisses me off because it's usually some annoying shite like T-Swift or something like that. Uh. Sorry, Josh. Oh, oh man, come on now. Better apologize to Joe and me <laughs> while you're at it. <laughs> my bad, guys. My bad. But um, yeah, I mean, this as some of you like know that like I had a little bit of a rough week with the 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 Corona thing. I am the uh, the stay at home dad um, with the working wife, and you know it's awesome. It's great, but you know you oh gosh. Dirty diapers, guys. That's all I gotta say. Um, anyway, so this <laughs> song on the the darkest day of that just really etched its way into my head. And I'm like, I, you know, I'm not asking for a cure for my life, but this is 
echoing today. And like James said, the, the, the scream of, oh my god. I've, I've said it before, I'm a sucker for a good scream in a song. And this is catchy, and yeah. Then you have Iron and Wine, which is the polar opposite of this song. Um, Iron and Wine is another band that I am I have heard of, but I'm not familiar with. I've always just assumed, oh, that's something that I'm going to hate or I'll listen to and want to slip my own wrists or something like that. So I never really gave them a fair chance. Um, when I first heard this song, was on a run, so immediately was like, nope, nope. If if it wasn't for the podcast, I'd be skipping this right now because I've got to, you know, I need the energy level and this is just sapping it right out of me. Um, listening to it again, though, it 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 resonated a bit more, and I thought, okay, you know, maybe maybe I need to give Iron and Wine a chance. Um, maybe I'll check them out a little bit more, but. Oh my God is just such a fun song and it has been an enjoyable, like pleasurable earworm. And so that's my vote. Yeah. I'll, I, I'm going to go with, Oh my God, for the same reasons I, yeah, there was one line in there that said like, trying to remember correctly without having it in front of me, something along the lines, like you think I'm in control. Like, is this going over just that? I mean, you said it best. Like this is manic feeling of just going through and just like, Dumping all these emotions and just wanting to scream, and I liked it a lot. So that's what I'm going for. It's a musical catharsis. Yes. Nick, thank you for so eloquently <laughs> spelling out what this song is. I got my moments. All right, Joe, what do you got, man? Um, I mean, I guess at this point it doesn't matter, but I, um, I was torn. I, I do like... I should say I I very much respect Iron and Wine. Never really something I put on um, for whatever wow. reason. I, I like that style sometimes, but if I like that style or if I'm in the mood for that style, I'll play like Alexi Murdoch or Damien Rice. Um, but I do like him. And Josh will never forgive me for this, but I, I, I do, I'm going to go with Oh my god! Because I'm a sucker for um, screaming female vocalists as well. So there you go, Josh. If it is any consolation, the when you said this is a good song for putting the windows up in your house on a, a warm day and listening to that, I was like, oh, this makes sense now. Yeah, and yeah, I, so it almost, yep. almost made me think about changing my vote. Yeah, next time I'll pick Eye of the Tiger and uh, all the... <laughs> <laughs> you gotta stack I, the deck, Josh. I, Josh, Oh My God might be my favorite song on my own list, but I really liked um, that Iron and Wine version of This Must Be the yeah, Place. Yeah, I don't, I don't need your pity, James. All right, I'm just gonna... Uh, I thought it was a good pick, Sport. I thought you should be really proud of yourself and the effort that you put in there. That was solid. Maybe next right. time. James, to I'm gonna be pick fair, James, I'm pretty sure you put this on a previous playlist of some sort that I've heard. This so, was on like the Spotify list I sent you last okay. year. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Because 
I didn't know. Granted, it's kind of hard for you. I'll just use it again. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of hard for you to put songs on here that somebody's not going to have heard from a a mixtape that you have made them in some former former fashion. But this was this was a good one. All right. Next we got uh, too much joy and magic by Chains. Walk down train tracks, drunk at 3 a.m. It's no great trick, it's not magic when the train's the one to set. And Rilo Kylie with The Good That Won't Come Out um, by Joseph. Too much joy I got into when I was like 11 years old because my older sister liked them, and I heard them described once as overeducated but undermotivated, and that sort of describes most of their lyrics kind of perfectly. I think they're almost like stereotypical Gen X to a T, and uh, their songs they reference pop culture a lot, a lot of literary references, and everything's sort of self-depreciating. Just sort of like a quirky way of looking at things. This song, Magic, I picked because I think the chorus is pretty good, but mostly, like, I just really love a couple of the lines. I love the line, I've walked down train tracks drunk at 3 a.m., but that's no great trick. It's not magic when the trains don't run till 6. And I also love the line, if I had a magic wand, I'd wave it once and fake the rest, because... That's very, it's a very Andy Kaufman type sentiment, and I really love Andy Kaufman. I think part of us, probably everybody on this podcast, can sort of relate to the why not just screw things up a little bit anyway? Like Josh, Bill, and I have talked about, we have the expression going Roddy Piper on things. Yes. And I think a lot of too much joy is just sort of like going Roddy Piper with their sentiments. And I just love this song. And so I hope you guys liked it too. And you're all looking very handsome tonight. <laughs> Joseph? So, uh, Rilo Kylie is a band that my wife turned me on to early on in our relationship. She's now, um, she's had a lot of incarnations. She's now known as just her name, Jenny Lewis. But um, she's fantastic. For me, she's kind of the epitome of like, if I hear a song of hers, I'm guaranteed to like it. There's just something about her that, like, even if I'd never heard it before or if it's not my favorite of hers, like, it's all good. And um, so it was, it was really easy for me to pick a song of hers, or in this case, theirs, the band. But um, this one, I just, it's probably my, well, it is my all-time favorite of hers. Um, I have a list, if anybody cares, where I made my top 25 songs of all time on, on Apple Music. And this was the Rilo Kylie song that I chose, so 
So I put it on here. Cool. All right, Nick. Okay, so I will go ahead and say that I do enjoy both of these songs, but it's it's like a teeter totter of how much I enjoy these songs. Too much joy. Everything that James said, I completely agree with. Now that hearing the lyrics, that actually increased for me my enjoyment of that song. Rilo Kylie, just the the sound of her like almost whisper of it. it's like a very breathy like whisper singing with just I don't know. It's that one actually grabbed me at the beginning. I was like, oh wait, this is different. Um, too much joy, like. This, you know, I could probably think, you know, less than Jake or something along those lines like that. I kind of could relate too much joy to other things. Rilo Kylie, I couldn't. And it it, it hooked me. So I'm going to go with Rilo Kylie. Uh, Bill? Yeah, okay. So <clears throat> this this fits in again as one of the matchups that was really tough because I, I like both of these songs a lot. Um and it's and it's interesting because I was listening to the play, playlist again today and listening to sorry I'm drawing a blank here too much joy and and it's just like the lyrics were great I thought you know the lyrics fit perfectly with like the album cover of just the van jumping off a cliff and there's a hubcap flying off and it's like that fits that's the visual that matches these lyrics perfectly and but then. I love. No, don't, don't, but then, don't, but then. But then you were you were going I, in a good direction. <laughs> but then I love the Rilo Kylie because it just hits that feeling of like everybody feels like this pent up, like good that they have inside of them that for whatever reason can't or won't come out. And then, I mean, both both set of these lyrics resonated with things that I have felt deeply. That's why this is hard for me to pick. Like, you know, you know, James, you nailed it. Like, I mean, I mean, your description of, um, too much joy is perfect. Like it's a great Gen X song. You know, I know we're at like the very edge of Gen X. It was just like, cool. Even if I had a fucking magic wand and waved it, I would still either on purpose, a on purpose or B accidentally, or C, accidentally, and then just say it was on purpose, fuck things up, right? Um, and then, and I then, can do I magic, mean, but I'm still going to fake it. Right, but then what's, what's cool about it is that, and this is what I really like about getting a, a spread of songs that I would normally never listen to, is that essentially Rilo Kiley is saying the same thing, just from a different, I would say, generational standpoint. Like, so it's kind, that's where I'm getting stuck on this, because... They're essentially saying the same thing and and they're saying it well. But I I I have to say like I have to go with my people and go with magic too much joy because that resonates Boom, yes. a little a little bit more with me because as I've said before, I'm just an old man who is uh broken down in life. <laughs> no, I'm not. It's all right. <laughs> Even though you guys hated Sarah Blackwood. Her beautiful singing voice, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, again, we liked this is, it. It was a tough match. Yeah, th- this is. I mean, these are really tough matches because I think Don't for you one, pity him. Th- they're all they're all really good songs, <laughs> and 
and and just how they've been randomized into these groups like it's just tough to pick like the the good that wouldn't come out of me is great but it's you know too much joy just edges out just by a bit so so bill you um went with your people and uh i gotta go with mine i'm i'm younger so there you go picking <laughs> uh Shinny lewis i mean rilo kiley i love this song it's the song of my people yeah, yeah. Yes. i love the line where she says you say i choose sadness that it never once has chosen me that's a really good line so yeah yeah you voted for rilo kiley right i did vote yes. for rilo kiley yes. oh. do you know that too much joy has a series of albums named after Dr. Seuss called Green Eggs and Crack, Dr. Seuss's Dad, and Son of Sam I Am. Does Ooh, that that's change a good one. <laughs> uh, so no, Does that change your vote? That solidifies my vote because I fucking hate Dr. Seuss. <laughs> what? They no. also have a greatest hits what? album called Is the storyline co- too complex or what's going on with Dr. Seuss? <laughs> <laughs> Nick, they also have a greatest hits album called From All of Us to Both of You. Does that change your vote? Barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> All right, so... Okay, won't cry in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so next is um, A Perfect Circle, um, So Long and Thanks for the Fish, which was Bill. Pinata Damn it. I'm sorry, James. <laughs> I am too. I love both of these. So, so Bill, you're you're up. Yeah. So this was um, a song that, again, like most of new any new thing that I come across, came up in a just randomized YouTube playlist, and I loved it as soon as I heard it. Um, I I mean, I'll talk about the music video in a little bit. This song is special to me in a way because um, it was one of the few that I played on constant loop replay while i was writing my my thesis paper last year when things were super stressful um just because the whole again it's difficult terrible thing that's being sung about and but sung in a in a in an upbeat way um and i was actually reading about it because there's one quote in there that that didn't make sense and i can't remember remember directly but they're listing off the people who had died you know, so it's kind of like this tongue-in-cheek. I mean, they're mentioning the I, David Bowie's dead, Muhammad Ali's dead, Carrie Fisher's dead, uh, Gene Wilder's dead. So this is like signaling just the end of everything. And at the end of everything, we've just wasted our time on a bunch of bullshit that doesn't matter. And that's it, you know. And so I was reading about it, and it was kind of cool because 
one of the one of the people in the band Perfect Circle actually wrote this for a side band that he had, but he really wanted the the singer of Perfect Circle to sing it. And they, as a band, they all kind of knew that their fan base was going to hate it because it sounded so different from the rest of their stuff. And I don't really like the rest of their stuff, so I guess I don't fall into that base. And reading the stuff online, like, universally, Perfect Circle fans hate this song. And in a way, that kind of makes me love it more. And I didn't make this connection, but reading, I was like, this is perfect. Like, they said that the guy who wrote it was inspired by R.E.M.'s It's the End of the World as We Know It. And I just think it's great. And I love the tie-in with, like, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy with the dolphins, you know, taken off because things are fucked and they got to go. And then I love the music video because it also ties into something that they said, how people handle difficult situations in absurd ways. And Mm -hmm. we're in the middle of one now. I was texting with James back and forth of it. Like, I love the end of the music video. I don't know if you guys watched it or not. Everyone in the town is just doing crazy shit. It's the end of the world. They don't care. But then there's this family that's just going on with their everyday life. And the dad in the music video has the perfect things are fucked, but I'm going to try to stay as upbeat as I can for the kids, which, which resonates. You you have those moments, you're just like, everything's fucked right now, and I have no idea what the hell's going on, but I got to put on a brave face because I have young people watching me, and I don't want them to know how fucked everything is. Yeah, so that's that's it, and I love it. And I hate that it's up against Rod and Pinata, because I love that song too, so there you go. So, Ronnie Pinata by Sponge, I hate that it's up against so long and thanks for all the fish because that is another one I would not mind winning this whole thing. I also wouldn't mind Ronnie Pinata winning the whole thing. Honestly, I just wanted to make sure I had a rock song on my list, and this is one of my two or three favorite rock songs, probably. The part where he just sort of starts in this broken voice saying, just I'm rotting over and over, kills me every time. And I've heard that song so many times. And I still think it's the coolest thing ever. But because I've been such a fan of that song for so many years, so long and thanks for all the fish is new to me. It's fresh. So <clears throat> it gets my vote too. I oh, really loved it. So um, so this is Josh. So I, I remembered um, Perfect Circle being big, like in whatever that was, 2000 or 2001. And just thinking, you know, they probably weren't for me based on other bands that people that liked them also liked and so when i saw this on the playlist i was like oh god i'm gonna hate this and i <laughs> i freaking loved it so much for a second i was like i'm gonna get get gonna get into a perfect circle and then yeah quickly realized it's not like their other stuff i i just really loved it it was one of my favorites of the tournament yeah like you said i, I really felt like it made sense with what's going on right now um i know they didn't write it right now but listening to it today very topical so it gets my vote ditto (laughs) nick are we gonna have a clean sweep yeah we're gonna have a clean sweep oh Uh, nice yeah so did anybody else besides me bill like rotting pinata yes see that's the thing i also had a hard time choosing on this this did not sway my decision but this was another song, James, that you in some form or fashion had shared with me before, so I was aware of it, but only because of you. I love Rotting Pinata. I think it's just a fun song. I don't know what the hell it's about, but I don't care because it's just a fun song. It's got the screaming in it. It's, it's, it's just 
it gets you amped, but it also makes you happy. But it shouldn't make you happy. It's I, I don't know. As uh, was previously mentioned, I expected to hate the Perfect Circle song because it's the only thing I knew about a Perfect Circle is that they are a group formed of the lead singer from Tool, and I despise Tool. I'm sorry. Tool is such really? a shit. Yes, I just can't. Uh, I'm not a. I'm not a okay. Then why are you one then? (laughs) Watch it, McFarlane. I'll vote the other way. But no, Nick, he's not saying you're a band. He's saying you're a dick. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay, I'm going to clarify there. Totally good with that. Um, but yeah, everything that I'm I'm thinking and feeling about this song has pretty much already been said. It's very very apropos for what we're going through right now it's i mean the the video works so well with it the the title reference um of so long and thanks for all the fish to douglas adams is just immediately caught my attention um i mean the 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 name of the band was like oh i'm gonna not like this at all and then i saw the title of the song is like i'll give it a shot um it's just it's a good good song and i'm actually glad that it sound doesn't sound like anything else from a perfect circle because i really don't want to like a perfect circle but i like this song all right next we have sam cook with the deep cut of the 60s hit uh change is gonna come by joe so a change gonna come oh yes it will it's been too hard living, but I'm afraid to die. Cause I don't know what's up there beyond the sky. It's and me um, with the frames and masquerade. So, I guess you could say we both cheated. Josh picked a Glenn Hansard band, but um, yeah, this is one of my all-time favorite songs. Hey, I say that every time. And I don't think that enough people know it or hear it. I know that it's very popular before we were born, but it's not played like on the radio, so I just wanted more people to hear it. Hey, Joe, it's an instant classic. It's okay. What's it about? I can't tell. <laughs> you really want to go there, Josh? <laughs> uh, so the frames, I said it was me, but actually it was Jess, um, her pick. So yeah, the, it is the band that Glenn Hansard um, was in before he went solo. And um, Jess said that she had picked, uh, I think it was Lay Me Down, which is like a super romantic song uh, by the frames first and then she switched out to this one which is more um, you know just a normal rock song 
I, I love this song, but I feel like I, you know, I, I can't, like, be objective about anything Glenn Hansard, so if you guys don't like it, you know, you already shit on Iron and Wine and Tallest Man on Earth, so just go easy on Glenn, all right? Which was really hard, because that guy was really tall, so to shit on him, it was really difficult, so you should appreciate the effort. <laughs> you get way up there. <laughs> hey, monkeys fling poop, it's okay. So I want to go first, if that's cool. Yeah. Sam Cooke, right? I I think it would be hard to hate this song. I thought it was really good. And listening to it for the first time, just the way he sings, I thought, well, this has got to be Motown. And so I really like Motown music. I looked it up. And he actually came before Motown. But he gets a lot of credit for influencing what would become the Motown label sound, which makes all the sense in the world. Um Masquerade by the Frames, a substitute, like Josh said, for Lay Me Down. I didn't like Lay Me Down. I thought it was really kind of I, I I was probably missing something. I thought it was a little generic, but I loved this song and it gets my vote, so I'm going with Masquerade. Yay. All right. Nick. <clears throat> okay. I'll say this is another tough one for me, but this time it's it's not because I love both songs so much. And it's also not because I hate both songs so much. Um, they're just kind of meh for me. I like Sam Cooke. I like that style of music. The, the Masquerade was was all right. I just I don't have anything spectacular to say about either one. That could be because I've only given just a few listens. I haven't like just bathed in any of these songs yet. Um, so who's to say that, you know, listening to this more and more, I may fall in love with one of these two, if not both of them. Um, but I, I've got to say Sam Cooke gets the edge on this one. All right, Bill. Please. Yeah. I'm, down to you, man. What? Um, yeah, I'm going to Sam Cooke on this one just because just the message of the song is is overwhelming and it's – it's one of those things where, uh, you know, not to sound too pretentious, but it's just like this music just for like fun and to goof off. And then there's music that actually does something. And I feel like that definitely falls into that category. Like this is just a great song. And yeah, definitely going for that one. All right. Okay. Sam uh, Cook moves on. So, so next is Chance the Rapper uh, with the man who has everything, which was me. Sidebar, a dry bar, nine cars, a garage, and it's on hella acres. I'm tired of people visiting, taking the elevator. Well, we'll keep the elevator. Love me forever. That's all I ask of you. Love me forever. That's all I ask of you. Uh, versus the forecast, and we return to our roots, which was Nick. You haven't slept in how many days? Feels creeping up that you're never gonna win. You have to remember that we are rising. I love Chance the Rapper. I tried to pick one that wasn't um, popular, although um, 
I don't know how many, if you all listen to him or not, but this was a, a single <laughs> that he put out um, just before Christmas one year. There's like a line in there about, you know, Santa coming down the chimney kind of thing. Um, and I don't think it was on any album. So I, I loved it when it came out. I was, um, I mean, I'm a sucker for anything around Christmas, but it's not really, you know, it's mostly just about um, the struggle of, you know, wanting to get out of poverty, but also wanting to, like, you know, not sell out or whatever. And um, I love this song. So, so yeah. I'll say Josh. Yeah. Who do they mention in this song? Which. They mentioned John Cena. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> Which I knew. That's our tie-in for this week. <laughs> yeah, I did. I geeked out for that. All right, Nick, what you got, man? All right, so the forecast is yet another in what seemed to me my um, run of male-female vocalists this go-round. This is a band that Adam did introduce me to. Adam is my younger brother several years ago when I was still living with him in um, Independence or Taylor Mill or Fort Thomas or whatever the city was because we were right at that intersection so this band kind of reminds me somewhat of Emory if you just took out the screaming and replaced it with a female vocalist if that makes sense to anybody I don't know it's just it's a, it's a sound that takes me back to like 10, 15 years ago, a little bit longer than that. So it's there's a nostalgia to it, but it's it's also just a, a unique use of a female vocalist to not dehumanize her and her talents, but viewing the voice as an instrument, I think it's not very common to hear a female vocalist sing in part of a song where you would typically expect to hear some like ripped dude screaming his larynx out. And here she is giving it her all. And the the guy, he's he's got a good voice too, but he kind of invites you to the table and she sets out the dessert. She is like, this is why I came for this song. Right. Joseph. Yeah. <clears throat> um so on this one, I'll just say I liked both quite a bit. I just picked Chance the Rapper. I like him a lot, so pretty straightforward. All right, I'll go next just to split. Um, I like both of these a lot, too. Nick actually introduced me to this song several years ago, which uh, Nick and I used to share music a lot because that's one of our friend things. And um, I went home and downloaded it because I liked it so much. I got it off iTunes. Uh, the last minute of the song where the guy and the girl are singing over top of each other, I think is really great i i like guy girl group so i'm voting for it but it was hard not to vote for chance the rapper because it was great too i'm going for uh chance the rapper because the one line and i'm going to mess it up because i don't have it in front of me but he said cutting up confederate flags into confetti string i freaking loved it loved that it so was much so good yeah <laughs> i thought of you with that line freaking morons <laughs> so so who won? So the forecast won? No. Sorry. Chance the Rapper Chance won. the Rapper, three to two. I, I will say, Nick, um, two of your bands, I like added their stuff on my 
um, whatever Apple Music this week, and the forecast was one I really love this song. So yeah, I like this song a lot too, Nick. So They're a fun band. So next we have Sleigh Bells, Infinity Guitars by Nick. Versus, is it Lady Brugs? Um, Body of Love, which is James. <laughs> So I will start by saying that I will admit that this song is a cheat. Um, anyone that does know Sleigh Bells is aware of this song. This is one of their bigger songs. Um, that being said, I wasn't aware of them until like maybe just a few years ago. Another, like, well, I guess this isn't so much male-female vocals, but this... I, I discovered them through the White Stripes, even though they don't sound like the White Stripes. This is like, I went deep down a rabbit hole that diverged quickly. I ran into the yeah, yeah, yeahs before I ran into Sleigh Bells. But it's just a very, it's a very unique sound, to me at least. I mean, obviously they're very stylized. I mean, you can see by the video that, like, they play up, oh, there's this pretty girl that's got the cheerleader sing going on like the cheerleader chant but they do it in a gritty way the, the guitar kicks in like after she's going on for a bit and the guitar just sells it for me i love all of their music and this one in particular is just so fun to me it's like they're they're not really taking themselves seriously which for some people may be a bad thing uh, for me it's a good thing like i hate hate pretentious music like when someone just is like oh my music is art and you must respect what i do you know that's that's not really what they're doing here they're just having fun i mean they're kind of poking fun at being like all serious and everything but they're just having fun with it um and that guitar lick it's yes it's repetitive but gosh it's just so guttural there at the end where it just breaks down and like there's a heavy drum line in this, which I'm a sucker for a heavy drum line too. It's, I mean, it's, this is a good running song. This is a good, this song will get you pumped. This song is just, I mean, it'll improve your day. If you're, if you're pissed off, it's not going to make you happier, but it's going to make you punch that bag harder. Um, so it's, yeah, I love this song. I love this band. They're great. I liked your song a lot too, and it I thought it was weird, so of course I liked it. It was just a really interesting listen. My song, Body of Love, 
I heard this in a movie preview too. Just like, oh my god, this one was for a movie called Nina Forever, which is a horror movie that looked pretty cool. And again, like, oh my god, I just like how manic it sounds. I love that the dude screams "yeah" right at the beginning, not over a guitar riff, but over a synthesizer riff. I like the new wave influence of it. I love the energy, and I just love the song. So let's get to voting. All right, I'll jump in here. So, Nick, I was really, like I said before, um, I was struggling with, like, the back-to-back with, like, Sleigh Bells and the Kills because I felt like they they were, I don't know, I felt like they were the same. They were the same group trying to do the same thing, but one of them was doing it better, and I had to figure out which one was doing it better. You know what I mean? And and I and Oh, absolutely. Kind of yeah, and I was kind of funny that you were saying that, like, because I got the total opposite impression watching the Slow Bells video. Uh, I felt like they were trying to be way harder than they actually were. And going back and forth, like, I was just, you know, I just, I don't know. But then it was funny that they're paired up because it's like they're paired up with a guy-girl duo that is very obviously not taking anything that they're doing I, I don't want to presume anything like seriously at all you know, I look at it like a couple of different ways especially like you know the whole if this was one master playlist this is the perfect or mixtape this is the perfect song to start it out with because it starts out immediately like 100 miles an hour and it's flipping weird and, and I, was t- I texted James that the best way I could describe this song would be the super nerdy kid in high school at the dance who's just dancing like a complete spaz and nobody (laughs) and nobody cares and he doesn't care at all like this kid is just like ripping it apart and everyone's like that kid's a freaking spaz and he doesn't care and that's awesome you know what i mean and like and then more and and saying that in all affection in a weird way, this song reminded me of of someone who I miss dearly from time to time, Eric Croxton. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, just, you yeah. know, because I mean? it's like Eric was a weird spazzy guy in college who gave zero fucks that he was a weird spazzy guy. And like, I don't know. So I'm going with Body of Love. I love that song was just <laughs> super weird. Made Eric awesome. So yeah. funny. So fun. Yeah. So... Uh, this is Josh. I, I am going with Sleigh Bells. I already uh, love this song. So I, I actually almost picked it this week, Nick. So, yeah, I'm going to go with that one. Joseph, you there? Yeah, so I'm going with the Sleigh Bells. I, I did know the song already, so I guess it's kind of a given or whatever. But I really love this song, so that's what I'm choosing. All right. All right, lastly, we have uh, Daniel Deluxe with darkness which is bill yep sunshine is my destroyer there shall never be another dawn And Neil Young, Only Love Can Break Your Heart, which is Joe.
Cool. All right. So this was, um, so I, I said earlier that most of anything I'm ex exposed to that's new is either by accident or my little brother. So this, this was one that my little brother, Tommy, uh, shared with me and he sent it. He's like, you'll love this. And I immediately did because it, it hit several things that I love. Uh, one of which is when songs sample any sort of movie and then especially something that I, I love. So this samples a very unfortunately overlooked awesome movie from the 80s, Legend of Tim Curry and Tom Cruise. So I love the synth and the new wave in the, you know, the new retro style and everything. But then I also love that it samples this movie because this movie, if you haven't seen it, is the most bizarre movie and it's a ridley scott movie which makes it cool my dad took me to see this in the theaters and looking back i'm just like i was little and what the heck was he thinking taking me to this movie because it it i don't i don't know i don't want to like sell the song based off the movie but part of it is just straight up creature horror like people being chopped up by a pig monster chef in the darkness's lair and being cooked and then it goes to like fairies and unicorns. Just this hyper example of like the things in the 80s that were awesome. Glitter and unicorns and then a really freaking sweet practical effect monsters. But it's in one movie. And I love that this movie samples it in this. I'm sorry, the song samples this movie in this way. And uh, since we couldn't, you know, duplicate a, an artist and I really wanted to share some more gunship with you guys. I decided this one because this is one that led me into finding uh, people like Gunship. All right. This definitely sniffs of Gunship. Gunship. Yeah. Sniffs of something. Boo. <laughs> Joseph. Um, so real quick, basically, Neil Young is um, in a You're weird way kind of like... I almost said that, but I... I, I really 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 love Neil Young he's kind of like Jenny Lewis like I mentioned earlier just in that uh, it could be a song I've never heard before and it's instantly like recognizable there's nobody that sounds like Neil Young and I just absolutely love the song even if I've never heard it um, this one to me weirdly I just said nobody sounds like him this one kind of reminds me of Wilco maybe just because they have a similar title to a song um but I don't really know where I was going with any of that. But love Neil Young, love this song. Supposedly it's about um, Graham Nash breaking up with Joni or Joni Mitchell. So yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> All right, uh, Nick, what do you think? So hmm, I am gonna go with Daniel Deluxe. It it's just very well. Other than sounding like Gunship, which I'd never heard anything like Gunship before. So if you ignore the last podcast that we did, this is a very unique song. So I've only known this style of music for, I guess, what, two weeks, three, four, whatever now? Less than a month. Um, Neil Young, I love Neil Young. I really do love me some Neil Young. I love his voice. I love you know his lyrics. I actually do listen to the lyrics in a Neil Young song because I know he's a hell of a writer. Um, I've actually heard this song before. 
Um, but that's not why I'm voting against it. It's just not like I have a a certain level of a Neil Young song for me, and this is not one of his top songs to me. It's a good one, um, but it just doesn't hook into me. It's like I I'm not a big fan of love songs. I I'm, you know they're I don't know. Maybe I'm just heartless. I'm not sure. But uh, going with Daniel Deluxe. All right, James. Okay, let's talk about Neil Young. All right, seemingly great dude, really charitable guy, supports a lot of good causes, but I really have a love-hate relationship with his music. Uh, Nick and I talked about this a little bit when we were listening to some Foo Fighters last year in that I like his rock music and I kind of hate his folk music, and Nick's on the other side of that spectrum generally, right? Uh, A little, yeah. A little, okay. All right, so this song is sort of folky, and it's Neil Young. And if I were in a car with Jay Garrick, Barry Allen, and Wally West, and this song came on the radio, none of them would be able to change the station fast enough to my liking. And they're the three dudes that played the fl- or that were the secret identity of the Flash. Oh, Daniel Deluxe. Wow. Um, so yeah, <laughs> the song reminded me of the heel theme for Jake the Snake Roberts, and I'll put in a clip of that here. But Billy, you said you saw this when you were a kid, right? Yeah, so this, um, let me, I distinctly remember seeing this in theaters, and I don't remember much of it other than there is a, like, the practical effects in this movie are amazing, so I just need to nerd out on, like, on that part of it. And the, I think it's one of Tim Curry's best roles that he, no one ever talks about. And, like, how they would attach the the horns and the makeup and everything for him to be darkness slash the devil um, is just incredible. So Legend came out, let me see. Yeah, it came out 1985. So I was five years old and I remember seeing this in the theaters and maybe, maybe, just maybe this may explain a lot of things. But... Um, this explains so much, Bill. Yes. So I don't remember what much is wrong with your father about the movie, but the <laughs> intro scene where they show like a uh, black bear walking through the forest and it's this magical fairy forest and all that. I remember with the scene when they chop the horn off of the unicorn. And then the s- other scene I remember was, uh, was uh, there's another one. So there's a character in there called Meg Knucklebones which is this crazy ass looking swamp, witch that comes bursting out of nowhere when the heroes are trying to approach the castle and she's freaking terrifying <laughs> as a kid. But now it's like, okay, Meg knuckle knuckle bones is amazing. And then the other scene I remember seeing this as a kid is when they defeat darkness by stabbing him with the severed unicorn horn, blasting him into the void but then at the end of the movie, when you think everything is happy, it shows him laughing in the, you know, in the cosmos because you can't have light without dark and all that stuff. So ba- it's a great movie where, like, the good guys win, but then basically they don't because how can you banish darkness? Blah, blah, blah. It's it's great stuff. So, yeah, I was five years old when I saw it in theaters. <laughs> so, James, what do you you never voted Oh, I'm voting for darkness. Okay. Yes. I like <laughs> darkness. I thought it was pretty fun. Can I, um, can I interject I, here? I didn't get to. 
Though. Yeah, oh, let's have it out. Let's <laughs> talk about Neil Young. Okay, so Neil Young is a god, and and you know and, that Metallica song, "The God That Failed." That's Neil Young <laughs> with this song. <laughs> oh my god. This okay? What was is it true that a southern man doesn't need him around anyway? Oh, What's, it's I've heard town, that. But nice try. <laughs> yeah. So the darkness is literally like t- background techno music to a, like a an eighties video game. There's no actual song. It's just if you put on an actual eighties video game, it would be less annoying to me than "Only Love Can Break Your Heart" by Neil Young. Oh man. Like, I'd rather There's, listen to the sound effects from Missile Commando than this song. <laughs> isn't that what the darkness is? I mean, there's literally no, forgive me, there's no lyrics, correct? There's no... No. There's a speech. There is a speech. I mean, yeah, the sampled movie part. I mean, if you want to count oh, those lyrics Oh, we're doing movies not. now. I thought we were doing songs. <laughs> <laughs> Music videos, movies, anything to... And prevent you from putting an actual fucking song. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, Joe, I will say I had the same issue that you did. I put on six songs and none of them had a video, right? Yeah. Only two of my songs made it through, and one of them is going to get voted out so fast in the second round. So, <laughs> maybe we should look into videos. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm a Let's very visual learner, guys. <sighs> well, um, but but to be fair, like because I wanted to be cognizant of my my bias towards music videos, like, and I, I'm I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of the band, like the the one when I saw the music, the same the the one that's like I keep making the same mistakes, and I know I'm fucking that up, like so. When I was listening to this, I made it a point to not watch the music videos. I mean, there weren't very many to begin with, but I was like, I don't want to listen. I don't want to see any music videos. I want to hear all the songs first because that is important. Like that does bias you towards a song. At least it does me just because how visual I am. But yeah, I don't know if that helps. I will say for the most part with predominantly all of the songs that we're, we're going through here, I didn't really see any of the videos on the first listen um, just because I was listening to it while doing something else. And that was the, the day that I texted you all to be like, how can I possibly listen to these songs on YouTube and do something else on my phone? And you can't because YouTube is a shithole, but right. whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't see the videos on first listen. So should I, should I hey, Remember last week when your Bright Eyes song lost to that Hillbilly song that you hated so much? <laughs> yes. Good times. Uh, Let's see if we can like do it again. Nap. Let's do it again. A nap that has found an open wound, and he just keeps you know, rummaging in that open wound. And Joe, I, I kind of want to give you a hug right now because I love you. So that way he can stab you in the back again. No, it's just that Neil Young is actually quite bad, but Joe will realize that at some point. His folk stuff only. You know what, James? Ryan Piano was the biggest pile of shit I've ever heard in my life. And I was so nice. I skimmed over it. Just 
skimmed over. Oh, man. Well, you know what? That can't be true because you said that about useless stuff last week. Only one oh. of them can be the biggest pile of shit. <laughs> well, let's have a tournament to see which James song sucks. <laughs> the biggest pile of shit. Oh, man. So, side note, so when I was thinking about if we wanted to do another song round or whatever, I thought it would be fun to do the covers. I also thought it would be fun to do guilty pleasure songs, like songs that you really love that you wouldn't really openly admit to people. Oh, I thought right. that you already picked, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> but who's moving on up? And then the other one would be like trying to pick the, and again, you, you would say that I'm doing this already, like picking six songs that you know would just piss off everybody <laughs> else. It's actually a really fun idea. And, and just like come up with some <laughs> sand bastard music, <laughs> oh, and just so just like just make it as god awful torture I'm to bring, listen to. I'm as bringing possible. Elliot Smith next time. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, the guy who was killed by his girlfriend. Uh, so do I get to vote? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh. So I'm not a huge Neil Young fan. Um, oh. His voice is just not for me. But he does write songs. And uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> one up on whatever the fuck this darkness was. So I'm going to vote for Neil Young. Oh, there we go. So Nick, who did you vote for? Uh, I voted for Darkness. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll do, we'll do best movie clips next week. And... <laughs> All right, so all right, back to the top. We're in the second round. You guys yes. want to kind of quickly through this like last time? Yeah, ours yeah. guy. All right, let's offer the let's put the sacrificial offering on the table here. We got alien weaponry versus they don't mean what they used to. I'm going Pass. alien. Same. Yeah, alien weaponry. Get that Justin McRoberts shit out of here. And you guys can all I mean, go. I'm, the, I'm taking it. Justin, and that's how through blue I am after all the shit you just gave me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I love you. Thank you. I'm also voting Justin, so three to two. That was better than I thought he would do. <laughs> all right, I admit I'm scared versus the funeral, and I'm going to vote for Joe here to return the favor, and also I just like that song more. <laughs> I'm going, I am scared all the way. I, re- I really like that song. I'm going with the funeral. Uh, this is hard because I think I like the funeral better. Although it doesn't really matter because Joe's going to pick his home. But it just doesn't, I don't know. I like them both. So I- I'm still going to pick Band of Horses. Yeah, this, this one was actually really hard for me. Because like I said earlier, I do love the funeral. But I did end up going with Eskimo. Okay. All right. I admit I'm scared. It goes on to the third round. Of all the songs, I really didn't expect this to go this far. But it's the one I picked for you. So. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Number three, When My Time Comes by Dows. That's Josh's pick versus Mr. November, the National. That's Joe. Heiser Hoedown. When My Time Comes. When my Same. time comes, uh, I would I would pick Mister November, but it doesn't matter. So, <laughs> so would I. I can't vote yeah, against the national. <laughs> okay, no wow now by the kills. That's Nick. 
versus Changes by Charles Bradley. Ugh. Changes. I picked uh, the kills. Yeah, I'm going with the kills. I'm going with Changes. Oh, hmm. I mean, I really did like that song a lot, uh, Nick, but I'm going to go with Charles Bradley on this one. Uh, All right. Okay. Here we go. Oh, wait. I was looking at my Yeah, go ahead. Never mind. Never mind. Oh, my gosh. I was looking at the correct bracket where Baby Metal was still in it. (laughs) 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 Fucking blasphemy. So, Old Friends by Pine Grove, that's Josh, versus Oh My God by Ida Maria, and that's me. So I'm voting for Oh My God, but I, I love both these songs. I'd be happy with either one of them winning. I'm also I gotta go with Oh My God. God. Yeah, that's three. Yeah, same. Uh, no, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did like that song, but regardless. Okay. Irregardless. Irregardless. Inappropriate. Next one, The Good That Won't Come Out by Rilo Kiley. That's Joe versus So Long and Thanks for All the Fish. And that's Bill. A perfect circle. So So long. Yeah, I'm going So Long and Thanks for All the Fish. Rilo. Uh, I'll go with Rilo just to make James decide. All right, and I'm doing So Long and Thanks for All the Fish. So There you go. It's a really good song. It is, yeah. It does make me feel icky that a perfect... Song is advancing. I so I, I'm. Can I add something in here about that song real fast? Because I, I'm. I forgot to mention this when I was talking about everything. So in the lyrics, I was, I was just reading through it, and they list all the celebrities that had died and all that, blah blah blah. And there was one name in there that I didn't recognize, and then so I kind of went looking for it online of who is this name, and then you know I found it's a Reddit David Bowie. Yeah, no, yeah, but they, they, it was a it was a Reddit thread where someone mentioned this, and I thought it was interesting that like nobody knows what that I can't re- remember. It was like it said Renee, like Renee's mom, and it's like okay, that's kind of weird. And some some people were saying that maybe it was just saying like, and just average regular people who are good people are also dying, and that sucks. And yeah. it's kind of like a point. And so I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next one. A change is going to come. Sam Cooke, and that's Joe, versus the man who has everything, Chance the Rapper, and that's Josh. I got to go Sam Cooke. I'll go Chance. Yeah, I'm Chance the Rapper. Sam Cooke. Josh? Oh. <laughs> Sam Cooke? Uh, Chance. Chance the Rapper. Chance. Okay. All right. The better song of the two. <laughs> and the uh, final match of the second round Sleigh Bells with Infinity Guitars versus Darkness with Daniel Deluxe and that's Nick versus Bill Darkness Sleigh Bells Sleigh Bells Sleigh Bells I had these rated exactly the same so I'll go Darkness just to make it 3-2 to two. I liked them both alright third round here we go Alien Weaponry, that's Bill, by Kai Tangata, did we say? Versus no, the, I admit I'm... Uh, Ty, uh, Kai Tangata is the, the song, Alien Weaponry is the band. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, sorry. Come on, Grandpa. Well, it's just you kids, your music. No, no, it's any real music. There's only two <laughs> kinds of real music, country and western. It's all there is. <laughs> um, 
And number two is I admit I'm scared by Eskimo, and that's Joe. I probably pronounced that wrong too, right? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> I pronounced Alien it Eskimo. Weaponry. I just thought it was like a fun name. It's it's Eskimo, and that gets my vote. Same. Nick, what did you do? Um, I don't want to make the decision. Yeah, I'm going Alien Weaponry. One of the things I liked about Alien Weaponry, this song in particular, it sounded like Saint Anger from Metallica, and the singer sings like the dude from Testament. I almost picked a Testament song for this list just to see if it would hold up with everybody else. Oh, nice. Um, Right? So, gosh, I... Yeah, I rated, I admit I'm scared, just a hair higher, like, just a tiny bit, so I'll go with that. (sighs) Yeah, boys. (sighs) James. Which, it hurts, because in my heart, I'm thinking, like, pick Alien Weaponry. I remember liking it more, but I wrote down that I liked the other one more. What's going to see you through a tough day more? Some sad sack? Yep. I'm scared garbage? (laughs) Or warriors tearing the shit out of stuff, shooting people with guns. Probably so that was the video. You're making a strong point. <laughs> this is what I'm hearing here, guys. James is listening to math rather than in his heart. That's what English majors do. Next one <laughs> is yeah. When My Time Comes by Dallas, and that's Josh. Versus Changes by Charles Barkley, was it? And that's also Josh. Oh. And we're yeah, we're on, we're on Planet Josh now. <laughs> when My Time Comes. Yeah, go with dolls. Yeah, me too. I was going to go Charles, but yeah. Well, I don't have to pick, so. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Uh, I'll pick Charles Bradley just to throw him a bow. Three to it. Okay. I got one in. Next one. Oh, my God. Ida Maria, that is me. Versus So Long and Thanks for All the Fish, A Perfect Circle, that's Bill. This one breaks my heart. (laughs) I will abstain. Ah, you can't. Perfect circle. That's where I'm going. All right, Perfect. I'll go. Oh my god, just the split. Nick, uh, Josh, anybody? Perfect circle. So, yeah, perfect yeah. circle. Although it's gonna be really freaking weird if they win the whole thing. The song's amazing. And even go for the shit- song. Don't don't get all hung up and artsy fartsy on it. It's all right if they win. That, because- that makes it a little easier for me. I'll say Ida Maria. <laughs> Because I, because here's the solace I take in it. Because, like I said, this band, this song is universally hated by their fans, and I think it says something that like we liked, we all liked this song, and then listen to their other stuff, and we're like, uh, other stuff sucks. We like this. Yeah, you I know? mean, for me, he, he, the that guy, the lead singer, has a feud with Taylor Swift, and I'm still voting for this song. So. <laughs> Who doesn't have a few? I mean, just gonna say. All right, easy. He he wrote a song for uh, of some Avengers movie that took over her spot as the number one song that whatever that month or whatever, and he was tweeting about it and making memes of like Thanos snapping his finger. I think it's kind of funny because he's like, "Oh man, you know, Tool overtook the the powerhouse of Taylor Swift, but you know, it's from the Avengers. It's not exactly like indie music." So, so that reminds me of like back in the day of like what was that? What was that show on MTV? It was like Total Request Live, and it was like, 
And there would be like the feuds of like people voting corn videos first and then like Backstreet Boy videos first. It's just like sheer ridiculousness. Like, chill out, guys. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last one of this round. We have Chance the Rapper, the man who has everything. That's Josh versus Sleigh Bells, Infinity Guitars. That's Nick. I'm going Sleigh Bells. I got to go Chance. Chance. That Sleigh Bell song, I don't know what it was. It just <laughs> bugged me. Tell us how you really feel, Bill. It annoyed the hell out of me. Like <laughs> <laughs> Nick, I'll vote Sleigh Bells just to make it three to two. Uh, I, I didn't vote. Uh-oh. Oh, sorry. Um, okay. But I'm going to go In with that it. case. All right, good. <laughs> I was going to switch it to Chance the Rapper because <laughs> I like the lyrics a lot. Wishy-washy. Oh, well, you know what? Fine. Chance. No, just kidding. (laughs) Sleigh Bells is good. All right. So we're in the final four. We got Josh, Bill, Josh, and Joe. So Nick, me and you are on the sidelines. Yeah, I'm used to that. All right. I admit I'm scared by Eskimo. That's Joe. Versus When My Time Comes by Dawes. That's Josh. Dawes. Dawes. Yeah. Me too. Barf. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> All right. And Josh, you were dolls, you said? Yeah. All right. Second one, the man who has everything, Chance the Rapper, Josh, versus So Long, I think, Straw the Fish, a perfect circle. That's Bill. So long. Yeah, mm-hmm. same. Me too. So long. Uh, Chance. All right. And the finals. Bill, this is your chance to successfully defend your title. So long and thanks for all the fish by a perfect circle versus the number one contender, Josh, with When My Time Comes by Dawes. Now, before we do it, was it me and Josh last time? Yeah, it was. um, Again, the the son that should have won. (laughs) <laughs> oh, they were both good. Come on. Come on. Yeah, Josh. That wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you guys like to do any pre-match trash talking before the finals? I mean, I'm really curious how you all are going to vote, because I, I don't want to vote first. <laughs> yeah. The, I uh, mean, this one's tough. Like, I feel, I mean, to get into it, I feel like, I don't know, it's hard to put into words. I mean, they're both excellent songs, I think. And, and I don't know much about Dawes um, in, in the rest of their songs. And I do want to check out the rest of them because I really, really like this song. And, you know, lyrically, and then I also really, really liked the music video. And, you know, and, and I, you know, you it's like I said earlier, like you connect on stuff differently at different times when you listen to it and, you know, what this song might have meant, um, you know, if I listened to it when I was younger versus now, you know, and then I think what's interesting about the Perfect Circle song is that here's this band that we all universally hate and here they have like pulled off this great song that hits on some good stuff like you know it's like you know think about what's going on now like how quickly did all of us realize like all the stuff we cared about or worried about was this kind of bullshit compared to what's really important you know not trying to be like 
that way, but I'm thinking like, okay, this is what I was stressed out about with my job specifically before we went into quarantine. And all of that is just kind of complete bullshit compared to the stress that I had to deal with after this, or, you know, like the problems you have in your family. Like I was worried about this. This is bullshit compared to, to this problem and, you know, and how ha- people handle that. Like, you know, how, how would, you know, you think about like, how would you handle it if you knew everything was truly fucked and it was like, this was it, you know, would you just carry on as normal and like try to make everything as normal as possible? Or would you go off the rails, you know? So yeah, that's, that's it. I'm done. Since you said that I'll share something I've never shared with anybody before and I'll do it out loud on a podcast where everybody can hear it. Nice. I, yeah, (laughs) I know there are times where definitely this could be said about me too, but some of the times in my life where things have been more dark due to circumstances out of your personal control, hearing, uh, not from anybody here, but just random person that you're not as close to, you know, sharing like some big worry they have and it's quite trivial. I, I never have vocalized this, but there's been a handful of times where I've like internally thought like your life is going so good right now that you have the space to be stressed about this totally useless thing. Right. You have no idea how much you complaining about this says that your life is going so freaking great and you're not thankful for it. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's probably this horrible thing to think it's probably means i'm shallow or self-centered or something i don't know i think everyone's thought felt that way and then like and then there's been those times where you can turn it around on yourself where you're worried about something and it's just like what the hell's wrong with you man why are you worried about just talked about yeah 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 which is not good because it's like if it's bothering you then that's something that it's better to deal with instead of trying to crush it in your mind vice because it's going to come out later worse, you know? Well, all right. So Bill, one of the smartest things I've ever heard about that mindset actually came from you and it came in college. So yeah, yeah, even back then, um, this was after my dad had uh, had his second stroke and he was paralyzed. It was like really bothering me and I couldn't talk about it without, Instantly a caveat, you know, like, but it's not like somebody is X, Y, Z, you know, like none of us are starving to death, blah, blah, blah. I'm not having to watch my sibling die from starvation, all this stuff. And so you kind of said like, all right, dude, come on. That's all true. You're allowed to feel the way you feel about this. And so that has helped me like, you know, I'll have these eternal reactions, you know, instantly, but then. The one of the reasons I never say anything is because later on, just like number one, give grace because you never know what they're going through, too. Yeah, and number two, um, again, it's important to them, they're allowed to be upset about it, they're, they're allowed to vocalize it and use that to kind of wrestle through it, you know what I mean? Yeah, and as friends, like we definitely all want to be there for each other with everything anyway, but again, talking more about casual relationships, I guess, but yeah. That's something yeah, brilliant. Well, and it's, you told me 20 years ago, and it still sticks with me. Oh, hey, thanks. Yeah, I and I th- the other thing, too, is, like, not to completely derail it and be like, hey, let's psychoanalyze ourselves and everyone else. Like, I've noticed that sometimes that, and, and strangely enough, like, I 
notice this with my students and then like why are you mad about this this is this is dumb or this isn't you know this is not a big deal or whatever or you should you should be thankful that's what you have to worry about and some of that is true like some people just need someone to give them the hard truth of like look you have it really good right now and you kind of need to take stock of that but then you know and i i see if the girls here like sometimes people will find weird things to hitch their stress to so like yeah i may be upset that i don't know the guy fucked up my order at mcdonald's but i'm not really upset about that it's just a convenient thing for me to hitch all this like deeper worry and stress to because i don't know how yeah. to handle that but i can i can bitch about my burger being messed up but really i'm upset mm -hmm. because I don't know how I'm going to pay the bills next month. You know, you know what I mean? Like that type of thing, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, what are you really upset about? Or is it, you know, are you just upset because you're a spoiled baby or is it something more because, you know, this is going on. It's just easier for you to handle this thing than the bigger stuff. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and that's true. And having kids now, you know, uh, Zoe being five, I see this all the time where like she'll get really upset and start crying and it's about something that's really obvious. And I'll say what's wrong and she'll just immediately say something else like, Oh, I just miss seeing aunt Heather and start crying. I'm like, I know that's not what you're upset about. You're upset because I just said you can't do this thing. Right. But again, in her own little world, you know, I can't <laughs> handle this one thing. So I'll lash it out to something else. Um, yeah, you're right. And again, yeah. it, another thing that has occurred to me as a parent, really, the things I get upset about, I don't think it's any different than what a kid gets upset about <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, when I get upset, I think a lot of it, no matter how I frame it, comes down to it's not that I won't be OK. It's like I didn't get what I wanted and now I'm upset. Right, right. And that's so why anyway. I'm darkness. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what I think of Body of Love by the Brogues, Lady Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, this is a Wendy's drive through <laughs> All right, Josh, um, how are you feeling, man? Are you ready I, to vote? No, I'm not ready to vote. I'm going to wait till the end. <laughs> okay. All right, Bill, you said you're voting for so long. No, no, you yeah. didn't say. No, These are yeah, your two I'm, I'm, favorites I'm, from the list, right? Yeah, I, I mean, these are, yeah, Dawes was my favorite out of all the new ones i i really loved it but i gotta i gotta go for i gotta go for mine here all right joe i think i know what you're voting for what about you yeah i i'm going with the perfect story i mean if it was any other song it'd be a well i shouldn't say any other song some songs would be difficult because i just hate dolls i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> so but, let me let but, me ask but, you like go ahead no, because I'm because I'm really curious because like even even with myself, I I don't even quite understand myself why I will absolutely love something but then dislike something else that is sure. basically the same exact thing. Oh yeah. So what is it? Is it is it the band in general or is it this it's particular the guy? So the guy. The okay. Guy. And so so it's funny you say that because I was going to talk about that earlier, like where. Um, like Fred Jones means like the world to me. Like it's, it's, I've listened to it countless times 
and every time just been like floored by it. Yeah, and James, I know you were like going over the top on purpose, but like just the fact that you didn't yeah. really, yeah. it didn't click with you. Like that's so bizarre, <clears throat> but it's also what makes music kind of cool. Is that like some songs really just connect with you? Um, yeah. And to be fair, it's not like I'm only picking Perfect Circle because I don't like Dolls. Like, that Perfect Circle was maybe the best song on the the tournament. Um, I think we all kind of knew that as soon as we listened to it. It was kind of cool. But, yeah, we saw Dolls live, like Josh said. And just the way the dude acted just rubbed me the wrong way. And then so every time I see him, I just kind of get irritated and, like... Okay. I don't know. It's just kind of weird no no i get you no that makes sense because i was just kind of like you know it's yeah no that no that makes sense because it's like in theory you know it's that whole thing like you know and like in theory you should like that song from what i know of you from my my experience of your musical taste like you know like for example like in theory i should not like downton abbey but i love it you know, so it's, it's the best. Like, yeah, because it is like in that. You know, it's just perfect. You know, like, but in theory, I should hate it. But you know, I was just curious, like your stance on that. Like, sure. Yeah. No, like Nick said, it's kind of Avid. It reminds me of Avid, uh, and they're phenomenal. But I don't know. Just it is what it is. As Robert De Niro says in The Irishman, it is what it is. <laughs> Spoiler. All right. I'll. Um... Spoiler. I'll vote next, just so we don't go too far in one direction too early. I loved So Long and Thanks for All the Fish. I gave that a 9.5 out of 10. And these are maybe the two songs I was most hoping would make it to the finals. If not, oh my god. Um, But when my time comes, um, you know, Joe, you were just saying it's sort of like Mumford & Sons, and it's better than the Abbott Brothers, and I... Or it's like the Abbott Brothers, and I agree with that, but to me it's like the best Mumford and Sons and the best Abbott Brothers, uh, and I gave it a 10 out of 10. And so, oof. yeah, the, both these songs I know I'm going to be listening to a lot for the rest of the year and enjoying quite a bit because they're both so freaking good. Uh, that So Long and Thanks for All the Fish, I'm going to watch that video a handful of times because it was great. It was so interesting, so cool. But my vote goes with Dawes. So we're at 2-1 for when my time... 2-1 for so long and thanks for all the fish right now. Ah, So it's just me and who else left? Me. You and Josh. So we're at 2-1 for so long and thanks for all the fish. Yes. Oh my gosh. Huh. So even though I'm not going last, I'm pretty much the freaking tiebreaker again. Not necessarily. We don't know. Josh is holding out. I think he's still making up his mind. That's true. Oh, man. So, hmm. Keep in mind, though, Josh's favorite wrestler is Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels would not lay down to lose the title. I'm not sure if Josh will hear either. (laughs) (laughs) Well played, James. I'm going to have to go with Dawes. Oh really? Oh yeah. surprise! Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's these. If if I did do a numeric rating system like James did, my guess is these would come pretty much equivalent to me. Yeah. And so my love of all things Mumford and Avert Brothers and that style 
I know it's about the song, but I can't separate So Long and Thanks for All the Fish from the band. So even though oh. everything else about See, I gotta it is call you great, out. I don't, I don't think that's fair. It, it's not at all. So it's I'm, not. I'm gonna, I am I'm grasping at straws. Baby, I think, I think <laughs> that's a weak argument. So, hold on. Not fair. I, I am grasping at straws here because I cannot find anything other than that to separate these two songs. They are that equal in my mind of quality. So long and thanks for all the fish is an excellent song. The video is excellent. It's well written. It the sound is good. It's but that's I can say each one of those things for Dawes as well. So it should make you like that song even better because it's a song that you love that much from a song that you hate from a band that you hate that much. That they're able to that. pull that off. I'm, You'd think right. that, but it, it's yeah. not, it's not going. It's not Ooh, going. I disagree. So, I, we okay, all right, this vote this vote is firm um but i do want to bring up this isn't quite a perfect circle this is actually a quote from a guy from the band tool right yeah so tool as we all know played the uh national anthem at SummerSlam several years ago <laughs> and as we all know yeah as we all know our- <laughs> right I remember seeing an interview with one of the dudes in the band after that, where they were kind of asking him, oh, what was that like? And he said, you know, that it was fun. And they asked him what he thought of the show. And he said it was good. And the person said, well, you know, a lot of people really didn't like it this year. And he gave this great answer that I had never really heard anybody express before. And this was like maybe 12 years ago when I saw this. And joking, going over the top aside, like for this, it's generally how I think about art anymore. He said about himself, he said, I'm the worst person to ask questions like that to. My friends all hate seeing movies with me because coming out of, coming out of the movie, we'll all talk about what did you think? And they'll kind of break down the acting and the plot points and the cinematography and how things worked, what didn't, what the writing was like. And they'll ask me and I'll just say, Oh, it was good. No matter what it was like, I'll just say like, Oh, it was good. And he said, the reason why that is, is because being in a band, he said, like, you know, your whole job is dependent on the quality of your art to somebody that isn't you. And you spend so much time and put in so much effort trying to make something that you think is good art and you just hope somebody else is going to enjoy it. That anymore, no matter what kind of art I consume, I can't help but think of the artists behind it and the amount of time and effort they put in. And so even something that maybe doesn't personally speak to me, I can kind of enjoy it on a different level, imagining what the person putting it together was thinking. And I thought that was just like a great way to think about things that maybe don't particularly appeal to me sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. And that was just something I wanted to bring that quote up. I never got to tonight. And I don't know. Anybody have any thoughts on that? It, it was profound to me when I saw it. James, you like Scooby-Doo, right? I do. I love Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Friends don't quit. <laughs> One of the best lines in any movie ever. Friends don't <laughs> quit. <laughs> that was right. good. I mean, I mean, that's I mean, that's interesting perspective on the whole thing. I mean, that's yeah, it's good. All right, Josh, you've Down had you, a lot of time to deliberate. Are you ready? Uh, yeah. Are you queuing up the band? Are you going to HBK this? 
No, I, I think the it's hard it's hard to like vote for your own song because I don't know. Like with this one, I just know it so well. So it is that whole thing of like, obviously, it's not a deep cut for me. But and I really love the Perfect Circle song, which I never thought I would say that sentence. But I got to go with Dolls. So there we go. All right, we have a new champion, Josh. How does it feel to be the title holder? I mean, it feels like you know, it just feels right. You know what I mean? Like this is where I belong. <laughs> like it was kind of like tag team champions. I mean, I'm, guys... go ahead. I'm, well, I'm. I just wanted to say that I'm proud of you that you're able to get it the second time around. Yeah. I mean, I know with like practice and everything, we got a time. <laughs> You can finally get to it. I mean, the rest of you guys, I don't want you to give up. I want you to keep trying. I mean, I know Josh and I have been, like, running this. I don't know if we need to get, like, matching T-shirts or something. But listen, oh if, if if you guys, we, we can send you some stuff to, like, maybe lead you into, like, Joe, I can, I can, Joe I can turn you on to some good songs if you want to, like, try out some good stuff. I just think um, it's crazy that the fact that, like, in second place is a guy that picked a Wishmaster video. I mean, that's how far <laughs> below the competition is. And, Bill, it's, in wrestling, it's usually the winner's job to put the losers over on the mic, and you just lost. I don't need this. He's replacing it. <laughs> well, what cracks me up, honestly, is when, when I was talking to Andre about after the last one, she was surprised that I won, and I'm honestly surprised that any of my songs made it this far, <laughs> even the second time around, because I'm just generally used to people either somewhat tolerating what I like or just outright disliking it. So yeah, guys, keep your chin up. Josh and I will, <laughs> I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe Josh and I can pick like two songs next time and you guys can have our other four. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh well joseph you ready i'm ready you ready to interrupt me nope i don't <laughs> do that anymore i've grown up it's going to be extra good this time. <laughs> oh, damn it. Okay. I kind of blanked and forgot what I... Oh, yeah. Oh, mind, I, remember. I, I remember. I remember. I remember. Sure. But I'm not going to do it. Welcome <laughs> to the Pull Apart Podcast. This is the greatest show! <laughs> 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 <So> dumb. <laughs> you realize that's your new intro music hell yeah i'll let you know it made it into the last episode (laughs) yes (laughs) awesome and josh did you put that in the lord of the rings one too like at the end uh i think it was lord of the rings one yeah okay cool there you go yay Beautiful. <clears throat> Welcome to the Pull Apart Podcast. This is this Josh. is the greatest show. 
<laughs> oh, now we've got it four times. <laughs> I'm I'm not doing it this time, James. You're doing it. <laughs> Welcome to the Pull Apart Podcast. This, this is, is James Prophet along with two in the morning. None of us are gonna get to sleep tonight. Last time it was four hours, so yep. we're looking at uh, whatever that is, one in the morning. So, so do you have a, a good like break point to split it into multiple episodes? Nah, we're doing a, a hoss. <laughs> four hours, half of it's done. Ever well, my, my goal is not to ramble on too much about my songs. Short and sweet and to the yep. point. Bill, I want you to ramble on for me. I'm going to ramble. ramble I'm going to ramble all over you, James. Give that was going to all over your face, neck, and chest. And was that in the lyrics for Baby Metal? It's <laughs> in my lyrics for Baby Metal. See, it really is good that you all don't have sponsors because you'd have to put an explicit rating up. <laughs> We were planning to do. <laughs> we had talked about that, right, Josh? Yeah, this will be the last music one. It'll probably be the first time we do that. <clears throat> it's just funny. Like we do an entire Lord of the Rings, and there's like zero cussing, and then we do the music when it's just nonstop. So yeah, <laughs> what it is? Well, you know that's because Lord of the Rings is dignified. Yeah, and it brings out this the best is rock and roll. <laughs> All right, those ready? Let's do it. Ready. Yes. Welcome to the Pull Apart Podcast. This is the greatest show. You gotta kick it off with a killer to grab attention. Then you gotta take it up a notch. But you don't wanna blow your wad. So then you gotta cool it off a notch. There are a lot of rules. Anyway, I've started to make a tape in my head for Laura. Full of stuff she'd like. Full of stuff that would make her happy. For the first time I can sort of see how that's done. I believe when I fall in love with you, it won't be forever. 